This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We've got some big news at least I think it's pretty big news that uh, we're going to break tonight here, I think, sometime during the show this evening. So that's to come. Uh, of course, Dale's here with us from AnarchyInYourHead.com tonight, and we'll take your calls about absolutely anything. 1-800-259-9231. We're going to start things out by going unscreened to the amp line. Hello, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Matt from Illinois. Hey, Matt. What do you want to talk about tonight? Well, uh, last night's program... You were talking about um, door-to-door sales. Mm, yes, shady door-to-door would, sales specifically. Well, I thought I would re- kind of shady. I thought I would relate a story uh, from when I was a little kid, and I was involved in door-to-door sales and how it introduced me to the law of attraction. Okay, sure. I, uh, there was a company that you may or may not have heard of back in the late 60s, early 70s, called Holiday Magic. Not familiar. Was <clears throat> It was a multi-level uh, company, and it sold cleaners. And my mom got involved with, uh, with the company, and so I got involved with it. I would go around the neighborhood and sell these cleaners door-to-door. And being a, a real cute little boy, all these ladies would freak out, and they'd buy a lot of stuff from me. And, it worked for me when I sold uh, Cub Scout, tickets to this Cub Scouts Jamboree. I, I sold a bunch of those, too, when I was little. Right. Um, so anyway, this company took the, uh, took the teachings of uh, a guy named Silva, Jose Silva, and used it in their – it was a meditative technique, and they used it in training their management people, uh, basically training them to meditate and to – to uh, picture themselves making sales, to, uh, to, to envision themselves being successful. And um, that is how I, I, I actually, I was 11 years old, and I actually went and took uh, a similar course called Mind Dynamics uh, with, with a whole bunch of adults. And it was very interesting, and it introduced me to what at the time we called it uh, you know, power of positive thinking. Uh, it's known today as uh, the law of attraction. That's Here, kind of uh, what they've, what they've, you know, all the same thing. Mind Dynamics, uh, it says here, is of course uh, cited as pro- providing a means of achieving personal success through the conscious use of a of the subconscious mind. Right, right. And all this stuff back in the mid seventies was. Uh, Kind of busted by the feds, the federal, uh, the federal agents. Sure was. Uh, when they, you know, there's there's all kinds of bad, but I never experienced any of that. It was it was all good. It was it was keeping you, you know, it was teaching you to focus on on what you wanted. Uh, in order to get that, you had to go out and you had to to actually uh, take actions to achieve it. Um, now, you know, it was a long time ago. I was only 11, but uh, I did have some pretty interesting experiences uh, doing all this. 
If I go any so, further than that, I'll start to it'll start to sound like Art Bell. Did, did they? <laughs> did they? Did they pay you your money? Is what I want to know. Yes. Okay. We, they, we we made a lot of money. Did they deliver the product to the customer as they said they would? Um, the majority I, of the time, we actually had to buy the product, and 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 uh, so you sold the, the product, product yourself. Bought, I had it right there. So, so you gave it to them as they bought it, right? I, I gave it to them as they bought you it. You know, I, I hate had, it when they call I, anything that um, does what it says it's doing a scam. It's just a, it's a it's a use it's a poor use of the term, and it really it it really sullies uh, everything because you know if you read this uh, Wikipedia ar- article here, it looks like uh, Mr. William Patrick Penn or P- Penn Patrick here had uh, built. 80,000 people out of more than $250 million through his holiday magic cosmetics and soap empire. Sounds to me like yeah, people were... I, I, you know, I, I, I was reading the same article, and I was thinking to myself, I don't remember any of that. Yep. I had to... We Sure, we had to buy the product, and we had to deliver the product, but um, that was, you know, part of the deal. Yeah. And we always got the product. I don't know if that had something to do with selling the franchises... Uh, or something like that, which we never got involved. It may we very well. It, this this is the same product. time frame that they were going after companies like Amway and that kind of thing. And Amway actually won a lawsuit. I believe it was in the early seventies, uh, uh, mid seventies, where they they essentially said that the uh, the 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 pyramid scheme or the uh, the multi level marketing business model is a legitimate business model and it, it is a legitimate business model it's it's the it's a way for you know specialty products some specialty products to get into the hands of people that they that, that want them i mean do i think that there's some people that walk away from multi-level marketing with a bad taste in their mouth i sure do well there are a lot of there are a lot of stories about multi-level marketing companies essentially coming onto the scene collecting a bunch of uh, money and selling a product but then rolling up and uh, and just dis- disappearing overnight so there are a lot of flashy in the uh, pan MLMs You've out there. You've got to keep an eye out for those things. Well, and and so so to some extent, there's uh, the the industry isn't exactly in general uh, well respected because of that. I understand. The only thing I you know I don't care if 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 they've got themselves uh, one of these uh, you know some kind of magic wand that uh, you know that, that's supposed to do whatever it's supposed to do. If the product does what it's supposed to do if it's delivered uh, in a reasonable amount of time for the money that you you said you were going to buy it for it doesn't seem like it's a scam to me um you know some people don't like particular business models sometimes the business fan. model is a scam for the people that work for it yeah a lot of those salesman jobs really screw over the salesman Agreed. i've got a friend uh a friend who had that experience with yeah. vacuum cleaners and yep he's got stories to tell about that it, what company was it oh i i can't remember right okay. now so imagine- there's only one that I know that sells. Well, apparently it was it was pretty pretty. Uh, I mean, he was selling these things for a really high price, mm-hmm. and yeah. and mostly he was selling them at like financed, you know, and the financing rate was really high mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But the monthly, but, but the monthly payment was reasonable. It just went on forever. It could be. Yeah. The vacuum sounds like either Kirby or Rainbow. That would be one of the. Those were the two that I was thinking of. <laughs> that sounds familiar. It could have been one of those. So, so Matt, what was one of the stories that you said would be like Art Bell? I'm just curious. What what did you have happen to you while you were out selling things door to door as an 11 year old? Well, the the, the selling the things door to door wasn't wasn't you know that was just run of the mill stuff. But when I got involved with the mind dynamics and the meditations, um, one of the things that we would do, and this is where uh, I think mind dynamics really messed up because they got busted for practicing medicine. 
But one of the things that we would do is we would try to visualize, we would be given a name, and we would try to visualize the person, and and the, the person would have something wrong with them, whether it was cancer or broken bones or something, and we would try to visualize the person, and then we would try to determine what was wrong with them, and we would send them healing power. And more oh often than that, <laughs> I would get, not, more often than that, this is where it gets weird, I would get, I would nail what was wrong with that person without knowing the person, without ever seeing and without them giving you anything, any information other than the person's name. It's not like you're, you, you know, like when you call up a, a psychic and you're going, and she's asking you all kinds of questions and she figures out what you want. It wasn't like that. It was, you would just give the name and you would meditate and you would concentrate and you would try to figure out what's in. It was, it was really weird. James was, Randy has a million dollars waiting on you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> One million dollars with your name on it. All you have to do is give him a call, set up, set it up, and then uh, if you can figure I, it out eight times out of ten or whatever it is. I think I of, actually, I think I of meditation as... Like I used yeah, you lost it since you, were, you aren't a kid anymore. Thanks for the call, Matt. Right. Appreciate hearing from you. I think of meditation as a way of harnessing the full power of your mind, but not as like, you know, invisible energy shooting out and doing things to other places or anything like that. I have to agree with you, Dale. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I think that uh, the way you think can affect how your body functions, but I don't know about other people. And the decisions you make, and there's, if they're good decisions. Right. There's more coming up here. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And features uh, including things like our Shrine of Female listeners, that is there for you. For lady listeners, uh, to show that they are indeed listeners of this program, that's the point of the shrine. It is really just something that we came up with, and actually it wasn't even an original idea. We borrowed it from the Phil Hendry Show. But uh, he doesn't do his anymore, and we still do. And so ours is better than ever. And the purpose was to basically show the radio industry that it's not just men that listen to Free Talk Live, because talk radio is generally considered a male-dominated industry, if you will, uh, both from the producing side and the listening side, and we hope to uh, to counteract that uh, that particular viewpoint with the Shrine of Female listeners. And if you are a lady listener, you are invited to become a part. Go and learn how at shrine.freetalklive.com. Well, you know that uh, late spring often springs a new flu bug on us, and well, I found a way that I hope to prevent myself from getting run down this year and getting a nasty flu bug. And here's Mike Buck all the way from Hawaii to tell us uh, about Nature Bee. Hello there, Free Talk Live. You're right at a very, very busy seminar, a health seminar here in Hawaii, the healthiest state there is. It's good to know you can protect your health by taking Nature Bee, the all-vegetable 
vegetable food, plant pollen from clean green New Zealand, every single amino, mineral, vitamin, and antioxidant that you need, no chemicals, no toxins, pure as it can be. Well, um, you know, it it managed to uh, help me out with a, a digestive issue I had in the past, and I, and I, I think it's I think it's making me feel better on a day to day basis. So tell everybody how they can order their own Nature B. Yep, better sleep, better digestion, better everything because you're nutritionally balanced. And here's the program: a big six month supply of Nature B, normally ninety nine ninety five plus delivery, is already a good deal. But Free Talk Live, you get some more three extra months for free, thirty seven little pennies a day to feel like a million bucks, and it's on its way. The moment you make the toll-free call to New Zealand, 1-866-834-8355. Of course, it's toll-free, 866-834-8355. If you're listening to Free Talk Live up and down the country, online, Nature Bee is right there at Nature Bee. That's naturebee.com. Just like me, once you've tried Nature Bee, you'll spring right into summer, too. Call toll-free at 866-834-8355. It's 866-834-8355, naturebee.com. All right. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves, and uh, we're going to continue here with your phone calls about what you want. Starting things out with Brian listening in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. Brian, hey, guys. You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey. Um, let's see. I wanted to talk to you about texting bans and um, other kinds of uh, legislative impact that insurance companies can sure. have. Go for on it. Us. Um, it's something I don't I don't hear a lot of talk about, but um, I I work within the pricing department of an insurance company, so um, I can kind of see where these things are going, and uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought about it. Um, so. Uh, like just basic background, insurance companies obviously price on different characteristics. You know uh, what type of car you drive. That's going to impact how much your insurance costs, right? Sure. Um, okay. So another thing that can impact how much uh, or impact basically how likely you are to have a claim would be uh, tickets you get. Um, you know, speeding tickets, things like that. Mm-hmm. If you have uh, five speeding tickets, you're going to have a really high insurance rate. Um, now with some studies they've done lately, they've shown that people who text are far more likely uh, to uh, to have an accident and therefore a claim and cost the company money. Um, Just problem, text, period? Anybody who, who participates in texting, if they have a texting plan, they're more likely to have uh, an accident? Um, no, no, no. Um, no people behind who the drive and text at the same time. Sorry. Sure. How are you going to find that out, though? They, they have actually done studies um, uh, to see people's reaction times. You oh, know, no, no. I believe like, what you're saying is true. How are you going to know if somebody's texting? Oh, okay. Um, uh, I guess uh, if you're on camera, um, at a, you know, I, li- I live in Chicago, so uh, if you're caught on camera texting, you can get a ticket. Uh, if, a, if a cop sees you texting, I've, I actually got a ticket for texting um, uh, wow. recently. So, uh, Were you happened. at a stoplight? <laughs> Can you get it for being, uh, sitting at a stoplight and texting? No. Um, most laws are pretty specific about this. You, you can't get one when your, your car stopped. I was driving while texting. Um, so I kind of like, you know, look down for a couple seconds, type a letter, look up, look yep. down for a couple seconds. Um, I, I know it's not the safest thing, but uh, a lot of things we do in the car aren't the safest thing in the world. So. Oh, I think um, texting is probably one of the... One, seems incredibly dangerous. Yeah, one of the most dangerous things uh, that the people do on a regular basis in the car. I mean, juggling perhaps is worse. Um, you know, turning around and uh, fiddling with something in the back seat is probably worse. But uh, there's not too much out there more dangerous than texting. However... Sure, I, I understand that, that it's that it's extremely dangerous, but, but there are a lot of things 
we do that at Danger. It's like like you said, uh, turning around and talking to people in the car. I don't know if I don't know if that's a a reason to engage in dangerous activities simply because there are other things that you've done uh, that are dangerous. I am incredibly uncomfortable. Even just dialing a phone number, normally what I'll do is I'll hold the phone up in the the vision area of the the windshield. So at the very least, while I'm looking for that number, my eyes are at least still peripherally looking out the the windshield. I don't like the idea of taking my eyes off the road at all. It's, no. It makes me very uncomfortable. No, that's that's a really good point, and uh, that's actually the way I, I text. I hold the I hold the phone um, on my steering wheel, so it's easier um, to get caught. <laughs> I'm sorry. So it's easier to get caught because it's a uh, the phone's right that, up there. That's exactly what I, what I wanted to bring up. What what these uh, what some of these regulations uh, encourage people to do is to put the phone down by their knees mm. uh, and, and text so that the cop can't see. I mean, is that safer or no? I, I wouldn't think so. Well, I think no, it's no. just it's just opening up a can of worms where we're going to start. It's, you know, dictating every little act you're allowed to do or not do on the road instead of just, you know, instead of just the normal deterrent of, you know, most people don't want to have an accident. And when you do have one, you're held responsible. And that's already a deterrent. And these others, you know, whether they might be a deterrent or not, I don't think weighs well against the fact that they're that they're just getting silly and we're going to try and, you know. Right. I think this is the situ- a situation where there's a parade and the politicians are once again jumping out in front of you and, um, and you know, leading the band. Da, 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 da. Because the fact is we already have laws against distracted driving in just about every state. If a cop sees you texting, they can give you a, a ticket for distracted driving, even here in New Hampshire where they don't have a texting law, if that's what they wish to do. If a, if a cop, uh, you know, feels like you're driving poorly they can they can handle that situation um, they have laws for that they don't need a new one what i feel that this texting does this texting law does is it causes them to focus on it which i think it's a problem but you know what else is if i get a telephone call and i'm uh, you know or, or i'm dialing a number isn't that going to look like texting to a police officer it wouldn't look any different i'm just touching the buttons on my phone so how are they going to know if i'm texting what if I'm just entering the name of a person who uh, you know called me? I'm not saying that that's uh, not an unsafe activity because I think it's just as unsafe because you're still ty- dialing, uh, you know, typing in letters. But well, maybe the law is written to where anything you're typing on your phone is considered texting. What about dialing? Maybe that's considered. I don't know. I mean, no, I would it's not. That- dialing is not considered texting. So you don't think that uh, most of the places that have these texting bans also have just plain old cell phone usage bans? There's no cell phone usage ban. There's um, there's bans for not using a hands-free set, but you have to dial when you have a hands-free set on. I don't know. I thought there was one somewhere where there's... Uh, I do not believe that you that's You can't the case. use a cell phone at all. Anyway, the, th- go ahead. I'm sorry. The, the ban is actually... Um, uh, Reading or entering electronic messages on a mobile device. Interesting. So, yeah, it is specifically texting. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, Brian. More coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Have you considered leaving America? In Asia, you can live like royalty in a tropical paradise for a fraction of the cost. Let PathToAsia.com help you escape the ever-growing burden of taxation and regulation. PathToAsia.com's consultants will guide you through the entire process, helping you find a job, housing, and even a companion before you make the move. Join the increasing wave of Americans moving to Asia while you still can. Visit PathToAsia.com and sign up for your free trial today. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. And tonight, it's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Again, everything there is free. So uh, we just had somebody call in about Illinois. And Illinois is probably, from my understanding, I've never actually been there, but uh, from my understanding of the people that call this show and some of the stories we've read over the years, probably one of the more police state kind of places, one of the more draconian, uh, just difficult places to live, if you love freedom. Well, I think that um, probably Chicagoland is the worst. No, I mean all of Illinois. I mean, Chicago specifically is going to be the worst in Illinois, but I mean all of Illinois. The gun restrictions are very extreme there. Uh, a lot of the laws that they have in Illinois are very restrictive compared to some of the other states. And so since he brought up Illinois, I happen to have something in my show prep for tonight by Radley Balco, who is one of the uh, the bloggers and the authors over at Reason.com. And uh, Radley writes for Instapundit that last week an Illinois judge rejected Chicago artist Christopher Drew's motion to dismiss the Class 1 felony charge against him. Now, what was this felony charge all about? I mean, Class 1, that sounds pretty serious. In fact, it's punishable by 4 to 15 years in prison. Surely this man raped a little girl or murdered somebody or slaughtered a, a house full of children. or Did something terrible. Yeah, something awful. It must have done 4 to 15 years. Now, it's not drugs. I wouldn't think that's awful, but sometimes drugs get really stringent sentences in draconian places like the United States. No, this was uh, for eavesdropping. So they called it. He's charged with violating the state's eavesdropping statute when he recorded his encounter with... A police officer. A police officer last December on the streets of... Chicago. Exactly. (laughs) You can write these, these stories right themselves. Uh, Drew is, by the way, it's the same cl- uh, excuse me, same class of crimes as sexual assault. So right up there with uh, the child molesters for recording the police. Well, there's a reason for that. They want the police want to hide their activities, and so they have their buddies and in, in the, the you know the the law making area come up with these rules. I mean, obviously, this stuff is intended to protect them. But that's not all, because it's not just about the police. Uh, he uh, Balco points out that he's currently working on a feature for Reason magazine about a man in a more rural part of Illinois charged with six violations of the very same statute, all of them for making audio recordings, so not even video, just audio, uh, of on-duty public officials, not even cops. So this is for anybody that's uh, the government, anybody, period, if you are recording them, they will put you in prison for a minimum of four years. And according to the story here, for the several counts in that case, the police were actually on the man's property. He started recording his conversations because he felt he was being unjustly harassed for violating a town ordinance that he thought was unconstitutional. Balco says he's of the opinion that it should always be legal to record on-duty police officers, both as a matter of policy and under the free speech, free press, and right to petition the government provisions in the First Amendment. We saw the power and potential of audio and video recording technology to expose government abuse in the Iranian protests last summer. But we also see it here in the United States with the thousands of police misconduct videos uploaded to YouTube in recent years. By the way, uh, this particular story is brought to you by CopBlock.org, where right now there is a contest going on. 
they are offering $100. Actually, it's been matched by somebody, so it's a $200 bounty for the the best, if you will. I mean, best meaning probably worst, but uh, the the winning video. The winning that video. Is, that is of a police interaction. So you could actually cash in by getting a, an interesting police interaction captured on video and submitting it over at copblock.org. So take a look at that. But as Balco points out, typically police who want to arrest someone for recording them while on duty use a strained interpretation of state wiretapping laws or whatever state and local law addresses obstructing or interfering with law enforcement. These incidents are troubling enough, and I think state legislators... Legislatures should consider passing laws explicitly making it legal to record on-duty law enforcement officials. I mean, what are they scared of? Such a law has been uh, proposed here in New Hampshire, as I understand it, by some of the more liberty-oriented uh, rep- so-called representatives. Yeah, it's and, and it it will go it will go through relatively soon in, in years as as more uh, liberty-minded people get elected here in New Hampshire. I, I can see that. But it just a it just it has the the public can go for this. If if it you know gets any legs at all, the public's going to get it uh, pushed through. And plus, except for it's the a, most worshipful of the police state, it's well. But here in New Hampshire, it's a citizen legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's much more likely. It's easier to convince them. Is what yeah, you're saying. yeah. I mean, what what is the, the the union of police chiefs? What are they going to do when they go up in front of the uh, House of Representatives, uh, the four hundred House of Representatives? How can here? they explain they right. don't want to be watched? Well, we don't. This is bad because cops sometimes need to beat people really badly around the head and neck, and they shouldn't be recorded because you don't really know why they're beating them around the head to deck, but it's very important that they do. I'm I mean, sure what they'll they come say? up with a story. I, I can, they will come up with a story. You know, It'll sound better than what I had, but it, it <laughs> yeah. won't mean anything but what I just said. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, more to the story here from Radley Balco. He says these incidents are troubling enough, uh, but the Illinois situation is quite a bit worse. In Illinois, it's actually illegal to make audio recordings of on-duty cops or any other public official. So it sounds to me like they've got a specific law. It's not just about wiretapping private people. It's a, a law about recording the government bureaucrats. So they have a, a law that's specific about that. Illinois is one of a handful of states that require all parties to consent before someone can record a conversation. But the other all-party consent states also include a provision in their statute stating that for there to be a violation of the law, the non-consenting party must have a reasonable expectation of privacy. So, for instance, if you're on a phone call, there's a reasonable expectation of privacy in that case. Whereas if you're walking down the street on Main Street and somebody decides to record video of you doing that, or you're singing a little song to yourself and they record audio of you singing, you're in public. You have no reasonable expectation of privacy, and so therefore you wouldn't have a case under most of the state wiretapping laws across the country. But in Illinois, it's a different situation. The other, uh, so um, on-duty police officers in public spaces have no sp- such expectation of privacy. Originally, the Illinois eavesdropping law did also include a similar expectation of privacy p- provision, but the legislature stripped that provision out in 1994, and they did so in response to an incident in which a citizen recorded his interaction with two on-duty police officers. In other words, the Illinois legislature specifically intended to make it a Class 1 felony punishable by up to 15 years in prison to make an audio recording of an on-duty police officer without his permission. They went into their law. They made it specific to say that if you record a government bureaucrat, you're even you're in some really deep s. Yeah, apparently, uh, you know, one of our remote producers here living in Illinois says that Illinois is a, uh, a tyrannical hell, and uh, he has a name for it. 
Illinois, the incubator of tyranny. <laughs> Given the spate of recent stories about cops in Chicago caught on video misbehaving, some of whom were subsequently held accountable only because of the video's existence, the legislature's already awful when it passed 1994 amendment hasn't aged well. Balco says he suspects most state officials know this law is unconstitutional, while several people have been charged under the statute for recording public officials. Balco says he's so far been unable to find anyone who was actually convicted, much less a conviction upheld. Uh, and he asks for people to email him if anyone knows someone who has in Illinois. Prosecutors tend to either drop the charges or offer a plea bargain before this case gets to trial. And that's what happened here in New Hampshire. As I recall, if I'm recalling correctly, there was a guy that was arrested for re- recording the cops at his own doorway in his own home uh, with a sign up announcing that they are, were subject to being recorded. I think they ended up either he took a plea bargain or they dropped the charges. It's the same situation here where nobody's actually uh, nobody's actually taking this to trial. And so Balco uh, points out that prosecutors dropped the charges. Uh, it isn't difficult to see why someone would take a misdemeanor plea and clean record instead of challenging the bad law and risking up to 15 years in prison and a felony record if they lose. In fact, uh, Curtis, one of the hosts on this show, is is taking that tactic. It's not about wiretapping with in his case, but he is going to take this a felony charge for marijuana uh, distribution, and he is going to challenge that. I don't think that's ever happened here in New Hampshire before. So he's really putting it on the line. Plus, we've got some other activists up here that have been charged with wiretapping. They have been charged with felonies. And I have a feeling they're going to likely take those to trial as well. So we'll see they if they drop. They ought to. It's unconstitutional. Yeah, we'll see if they drop their yep. charges too. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian and Dale and Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are for free, including our news updates. You get signed up, we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com to get on those lists. There's various different ways for you, excuse me, for you to get shoveling food in my mouth here during the break. Uh, for it's you, one to, of those that slipped out. Yeah, for you to get uh, the updates, you can get them via email. You can do the Twitter or Facebook. Your choice. Head on over to news.freetalklive.com. Choose all three of you want. It's all free. Again, news.freetalklive.com. Talking about so-called wiretapping laws. Uh, Radley Balco over at Reason.com has written something up for Instapundit. Where he points out that in Illinois, it's one of the most draconian states uh, where they have a law that's, that doesn't have an exemption for an expectation of privacy. So normally when, they, when it comes to wiretapping laws where there's different levels of uh, draconianness uh, of, of offense across the country, in some places it's legal to record a conversation as long as one party knows about it. Meaning you, if you're in a conversation and you know it's being recorded, then it's completely legal. No, right. what they're trying to prevent is some third party, like, bugging and tapping a conversation right. where neither party knows about it. Exactly. Then there are other states in which it is illegal to record a conversation if, uh, unless all parties consent. 
So all parties have to uh, to be well well to be aware that they are being recorded. Whether yeah, I think it's, I don't think it ever goes beyond aware because there's too many uh, there's too many companies that automatically record a lot of calls and they just give right. you a recording at the begin- at the beginning. You get so. the notice saying this yeah. call may be recorded for. It's not like there's consented. not a press this button to stop this or anything like that. They just tell you they're going to do it. Right. So. so that's usually what it means. But typically there is an exemption in the the, the written laws, the the government statutes that says that if there's a uh, this. Is, these laws only apply if there's an expectation of privacy. So in the, the example of a phone conversation, there's an expectation of privacy, whereas a conversation on the street in public really shouldn't be considered private. And uh, But there are some places like Illinois where that doesn't even apply, where there is no expectation of privacy provision. It's just if you record, for instance, a government bureaucrat, period, whether they're in public or not, you are looking at up to 15 years in prison. It's frightening. And according to Balco, uh, he was informed by one of his readers that it's also apparently the case in Massachusetts as well. So it's not just Illinois uh, that has those you know, draconian rules. Home of the free it's, lunch project. With all the devices that do recordings these days that people carry around with them, I've got my cell phone, it does it, I could do it at any mm-hmm. time. It's, it's not the recording of the officer that's going to be punished. It's the using of it in to catch them That's doing true. their bull crap. So catching a police officer or bureaucrat in the state of Illinois doing do it, Illinois doing something illegal or immoral That's is illegal. in fact what's illegal. Right, because and otherwise that is a disgusting law, and only in a truly corrupt place would no. they pass some crap like that. Right, because otherwise no one will know you recorded it because you didn't do anything with it. So yeah, you have to actually utilize. Yeah, why the recording. would you? Like, what would you do with it? What would be the point? Oh, yeah. he's just behaving and doing his job right. So what would that, what would be the point of sharing that? Mm. So the, he's, Balco has taken a look at a number of the cases in Illinois, and what he's found out is that generally uh, nobody's actually been convicted in Illinois, though apparently someone was, a conviction was upheld in Massachusetts. So Massachusetts may actually be just a smidgen worse than Illinois, because in Illinois, according to Balco's research, they always drop the charges right before the trial or they get, get the guy to take a plea bargain. So it's a, that's a typical tactic by the government people, and we've seen them do it here in New Hampshire with our activists, where they'll, they'll hit an activist with some serious-sounding charges, and they'll hope that he'll take a plea bargain. Of course, the activists up here don't tend to take plea bargains. So they'll just go ahead and take it. They'll, they'll intend to take it to trial. And these guys will make you wait right up until the trial when they'll then decide to go ahead and uh, null process or drop the charges. Which makes it extremely questionable whether they really think there's any merit to the charge. You know, if they really think they can, if, there's, if they think there's merit to the charge, they'd maybe go through with it. They would I think prosecute it makes, you. Sure. You know, I think there's, it makes it very questionable. So normally that's how it works, and in fact, that's what Balco has found out about Illinois, is that nobody's ever actually been convicted on this wiretapping charge. They've just been intimidated. They've just used it to scare people. Hey, you've got a felony here, but look, look, Mr. Edge, you're looking at 15 years. You don't want to be away from your wife for fi- four to 15 years. You don't want to be away from your family. How about this? We'll, get, we'll cut you a deal. We're going to give you six months. Now, let's make it three years of probation. Uh, you'll just have to check in, and you know you can't drink any alcohol, and we'll own you, and we can search your house any old time that uh, that we want to. You do all of our probationary hoops, and we'll let you off the hook uh, after three years of probation. You won't have to spend a night in jail. How about here's a plea deal? You put your signature here. Tell you we'll what, take let's it. make this deal. If you think this is so important that I've really harmed society in such a significant way, why don't we go head to head on this and in front of a jury of my peers? If a jury of my peers decides I've done something immoral, 
I'll go to prison for three years. If they decide I haven't, then you go to prison for three years, Mr. Prosecutor. <laughs> I mean, really, if I've done something so awful, you should it, it should be clear, cut, and dry. You should put your career on the line. At the very least, you quit practicing law. How about that? For so, three years. Just three years. In Balco's research, uh, before— They wouldn't do that. They would never do anything that held them to any level of responsibility. I mean, that's that's what we've got in our government, people that are not responsible for their actions, from the lowest yeah. janitor all the way up to the president, they can't be people that make decisions that are not responsible for them. They're never you wouldn't have that in your family. You wouldn't have that with people you do business with, but you've got it for a government. And hey, you that's think our it's system. okay. That's our system, Mark. It's the best system in the world. You're right. You know, I was thinking about that the other day. You remember when uh, you, know, you, you heard about in school the, the, the Aztecs lining up to go up the pyramid to get their hearts cut out by the priest? Mm. You think they said that from one Aztec to the other? It's hey, the system. It's you how know, it this is. is the best system in the world. Those Incas down well, there, they've got it all messed up. If, this is the best system in the world. If we and, don't give a few people supreme power, there'll be chaos. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everyone will just start behaving out of control. You know, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You know, I, Yes, admittedly, other governments... Governments are crap, but that, that doesn't mean that this one, because you've got the best crap in the world, does not mean that you should take that crap, smear it all over yourself, put a banner in the, the air and salute it to, um, to the crap, write songs to the crap and say how great that crap is. The crap's getting worse. It's beginning to get moldy and stinky. So according to Balco, the, uh, the issue that really brought this up was Christopher Drew, who's an artist, got a class one felony charge against him for recording an encounter with a police officer he put in a motion to dismiss a judge rejected the motion to dismiss and so drew is going to take a jury trial on this he's not going to take the plea bargain he's going to take this to trial uh, to him right and uh but but balco took a look around at the other cases he says before drew the closest anyone came to challenging the law came in 2004 when documentary uh, filmmaker patrick thompson was arrested for recording police interactions with patrons outside of bars and restaurants in champaign urbana he was looking to document allegations that police were treating white patrons differently than black patrons, but Thompson took the plea bargain before his case went to trial. So hopefully this uh, Christopher Drew gentleman will uh, not back out at the last moment and take a plea bargain, uh, and, and he'll take it all the way. But then again, it is Illinois, and I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Anything could happen to this guy. I mean, they, they backed it up in Massachusetts. They convicted somebody and upheld his conviction in, in Massachusetts. So this guy end up, might might end up going to jail for four to, four to 15 years. It would seem that if you're going to make a stand like that, it makes more sense to do it when you've got some people backing you up. up Was it a jury Hampshire. trial in Massachusetts? I mean, I guess it would have to be, right? I would presume. I, I am not positive on the, the details on that. If you're faced with jail time, I believe it has to be a jury trial. But, but I, don't know what, I don't know if Christopher Drew is in any way a liberty-minded person. I'm just saying that in general, uh, I get scared for people that are trying to do inside the system, challenge the courts, justice kind of activism outside of new hampshire sometimes the courts will surprise you and i don't know that um when sometimes, it comes to but not often even in new hampshire i'm a little nervous about it. i mean yeah, seen, I, I don't know that the court is going to uh, rule your way in new hampshire you'll have people that are backing you up but i you know what's that do to, to hold the court response i've seen court cases that blew my mind where i you know i've seen a judge find someone guilty where supposedly they're supposed to prove guilt beyond a reasonable doubt and my, my jaw would just drop. So I, I can't imagine, you know, in, in Illinois or Massachusetts, I'm sure it's at least as bad and probably a lot worse. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're fighting a team where the, the referee is, is on that team. <laughs> so it's, it's not really a fair fight. Yeah, and the whole thing is, is a scam, and it is essentially just a cover for violence. 
And, of course, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, uh, markstevens.net, is going to be coming up here uh, to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which, by the way, is happening next month, about a month from, uh, from now, a few weeks away, the 24th through the 27th, at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire, the very northern portion of the state. We're all going to be in attendance. Free Talk Live going to be broadcasting live every single night from uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. Go to Porkfest 2010 to get registered. You can sign up for the Mark Stevens Adventures in Legal Land all day long seminar presentation thing. That's going to be awesome. I think 14 tickets have been sold. We need to get six more tickets sold at minimum before Mark will will come up. So we've got to have 20 tickets sold. If you haven't bought yours yet, uh, head on over to Porkfest 2010, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T 2010.com. Get registered there so you can sign up for Mark Stevens. Also, Michael Badnarik doing a Constitution class. That's an option for you as well. Uh, there's more coming up. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live Hour 2. It's on the way. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. We are launching into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian here. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And that is freetalklive.com. As usual, there's a lot to talk about here tonight. Of course, your phone calls are the primary element if you decide to make them. Mark, there was something we mentioned on the show earlier this week. Bike helmets, are they all they're cracked up to be? You've got that story for us. We're going to go to it here in a moment. First, your calls. Unscreened caller on the amp line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi, Ian. Uh, this is John from uh, Illinois. Hey, John. What's on uh, your mind tonight? Well, two things. One, I had a notice of visit from the uh, United States Census 2010 people, and they were, <laughs> I don't know, it was just funny. They Apparently my roommate was in the shower when he got it, and uh, they said the best time, they gave me their personal phone number and uh, office number if I wanted to get in contact with them, which I don't think I do, <laughs> frankly. Why, but Why is the, why, um, so the, the roommate didn't answer the door, but why is it you? I mean, did they say, was it specifically addressed to you, or was it just a resident? It was, a, it was resident, so okay. I mean, I don't feel the obligation to complete the census, of course, but... Sure. I mean, if they catch me unawares, then, you know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go to jail, clearly, but... What makes you think you'll I mean, go to jail? You won't go to jail. Uh, 
they probably won't. Uh, you, you never no, know. I mean, there's no there's there's no provision for going to jail for not answering. Well, that. no, it's true. I mean, you never know. There is a provision for a fine, Mark, and if you don't pay the fine, there's always a right. possibility. It's a hundred dollar fine. I mean, you, you, yeah, if you choose not to pay the hundred dollar fine, that's the worst case scenario. We don't know of anyone ever of this happening to. No. So this is um, this is a threat, an empty threat, more or less. Bile from blogofbile.com has had the uh, during the off years they do the American. I think it's the American Community Survey, which is a longer version of the census, and he refused to participate in that. They sent people around to threaten him and harass him over it, uh, but they never did anything about it. I don't think he even got the fine. Hmm. So then the fine is even on. I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is I know that, you know, some people, you know, and I think we do need that, you know, kind of taking it to the extreme, not cooperating at all. Unfortunately, you know, I am in Illinois, so I'm... Uh, don't have any kind of you know support with respect to that, so that's something I'm not I'm not prepared to go all the way on that. I will pay the fine if it wow. comes down to that. Okay, man. But, I don't think that. I, yeah, I don't think that you're going to have. Seems unnecessary. I don't think they're going to level the fine. I don't think that. It, I don't think they're going to do that. It's extraordinarily well, rare that it, that it, even happens. But wait a minute, Mark. It, it wouldn't hurt them to level the fine because it costs nothing. I mean, they're already spending X on uh, sending this bureaucrat back and forth four or five times before they they finally give up. Uh, it would only cost them the the amount of another mailing to send. All right, you owe us a hundred dollars, resident. You know, right? I think yeah. that there's a there's a there's certainly a healthy fear to have and then there's an unhealthy fear and it sounds like you're way into the realm of unhealthy fear i mean there's like you know taking reasonable precautions and and stuff like that but but if they've got you that intimidated that you're ready to jump that quickly over a census report i I think you're into an unhealthy that's just an opinion we all we all have to make that judgment for ourselves and it's just my opinion, but I but I think if you're living your life in that kind of fear that uh, they've already seriously impeded on your life, like, way too far. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I guess my thing is I, I, I wouldn't want to have, you know, I don't think that it would actually come to this, but I would pay for it. You know, I mean, it, I would pay the $100. Because, say, because you know. you're scared they might put you in a, in a jail cell. Right. Yeah, I've got better things to do than sit in a jail cell. Sure, sure. That's the reason why government grows is because no one's willing to stand up and challenge it. It's it's um, and this is actually something I talked about when people ask like, what do you get out of civil disobedience? What has it accomplished? And I and I said, well, it accomplishes, you know, if it's calculated, if it's done the right way, uh, it accomplishes something on a personal level, just in the sense of feeling your own personal boundaries expand when you realize that you can actually disobey to a point, you know. You can disobey to a point, and it, you might at some point go, okay, I'm going to obey now because they're really threatening you. You know, okay, they're really threatening me. They're about to put me in jail for a long time. All right, I'll obey. But by just, like, expanding, by testing the waters, you know, try something little. Uh, disobey a little bit, and then your boundaries get a little expanded a little bit. You get a little bit afraid of that knee-jerk. There's a knee-jerk reaction of when you're afraid of an authority figure, usually a police officer, but it could be some government bureaucrat, uh, anyone flashing a badge or whatever. You, there's a certain sort of an immediate, almost instinctual fear that's been programmed into us, and you deprogram yourself from that, and, you just, and you're able to analyze each situation and honest, actually honestly uh, consider the threat level and whether you know what's the right thing to do. And I think it's really good to get into that mindset instead of, and get out of that sort of you know because they've really got you instinctually just jumping at every command, and that's not healthy. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. And I, you know, I do think civil disobedience 
can be useful. Uh, I, you know, I definitely agree on that front. Um, and, 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 and that's civil disobedience. Just when a census worker comes to your house and you said, I don't want to participate. It's just a little bit, you know, everyone thinks of like someone going limp when they're getting arrested and they think of that civil disobedience, but civil disobedience is anytime you just decide not to obey and you can do it very, you can be very um, polite about it. You can be non-confrontational. You can keep your voice calm. You can, you know, you, it doesn't mean you're trying to make a scene. Right. If you uh, saw the not video, does it that way. If you saw the video of my more recent encounter with the census agent, you know exactly how polite you can be. Uh, you don't have to be mean toward them at all. Now, here's my question for you: If they go ahead and send you some sort of document that says you owe one hundred dollars, you didn't respond, you didn't answer the door, you, or we're upsetting you owe us money, uh, it'll be addressed likely to resident unless they somehow. <laughs> Unless they've somehow found out who you are, but you aren't the only person that lives in your home, so who is responsible for the $100? Is it you? Is it your roommate? Are you both equally responsible? I mean, it- well, Why don't you wait until they actually serve you? They go, oh, wait, what's going on here? Oh, I'll pay $100 if they've served you in your name. Why don't you increase your boundary that much? But, you know, if it says resident on the $100 fine, are you going to pay that? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I suppose it would depend on... Do you own your the, home? Uh, uh, no, I'm a renter. So dear God, uh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look, I'm not into civil disobedience, dude. But I don't know what you're scared of. <laughs> I mean, they're you scary, don't Mark. Own the property. They're scary. I, I, don't, I don't blame know, you. I, I, I recently, well, I recently kind of got harassed by police for, for a speeding ticket. So I'm just kind of yeah. And I've been watching. You know, I mean, I've been watching. Like uh, I watched that. Uh, video where the cops shot people's dogs. So I'm just kind of thinking, okay, that's... <laughs> well, the, the census you know workers I mean? aren't armed today. Yeah, it's not um, likely you're going to rage you over the census. And, I mean, and the cop could you be had your, your driver's license. I mean, he knew who you were. The, these these people are completely clueless as to who is in these these units. Um, you know, I, I, you can do whatever you want, but I do think that Dale has a valid point here. I don't know that, it, that refusing to participate in the census is particularly a liberty-oriented thing to do. I'm of the opinion that Refusing do, the government and, and disobeying and non-cooperating at any opportunity is liberty-oriented. I think you can go ahead and have fun with them um, or, or whatever you want to do. But I, I, I think Dale has a valid point here on just your level of fear. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Uh, just, oh, it's, I'm, it is. Uh, I'm telling you my possible. opinion uh, for your own sake, for your own sanity, because uh, I just think that like I, a lot of what I do and what I choose to do is is comes out of like just realizing that that, that threats from the government can have you just absolutely paralyzed with fear to where you, it's, it's really hard just to function and live your life. It's getting that bad. I mean, we are getting to a police state situation where they, they are using fear. They, they, you know, when, when the state itself becomes marginalized and, and more people start to be less supportive of it, and we're getting there really fast, like more and more people are like, wow, I really don't like a lot of what the government is doing. I'm finding it very disturbing. Then they resort to fear, and they're doing that more and more, where they're just, you know, police officers are less out to try and prove themselves to be these heroic figures, and they're really just trying to uh, maintain obedience through fear, just have you be terrified of them. And and, and, and that's not a way for us to live. And at some some point, point I'm like, you know what, I don't know. I might go to jail someday for something silly. Uh, I'm not going to do anything major, you know, but I'm not going to worry about all the little silly things. It's tough, though, and and I don't blame you for feeling frightened. They are a scary gang. They do hurt people. They've got a track record of violence, and so I understand the I understand the fear. But I agree with uh, with my my partners here that uh, it's it seems to be uh, 
pretty irrational, I think, at, at this point. And that's lots of not people a place live to in be. units that didn't sign the lease. Even I mean, I don't even know. You know, that's that's the worst case scenario where the Census Bureau goes to the landlord, says, "We demand to know who lives there," and they can get, and they give whoever signed the lease. Good luck out there. Let us know what happens. And uh, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's why I say the census is a good place to start because clearly, look how scared people are. They're scared to even say no to the census. When are you going to say no? Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb has given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neil Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at BigHeadPress.com slash PK. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Join Dale over on his website, which is anarchyinyourhead.com. Great liberty-oriented cartoons and a few hundred of them there. I think a couple hundred uh, there for you to enjoy, plus some of Dale's essays and video blogs as well, all available over at anarchyinyourhead.com. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. We had a call at the beginning of this hour that was about the census and uh, refusing to uh, to participate, but how the the gentleman who was on the phone was so so frightened by the prospect of what the government might do that he was willing to go ahead and pay a $100 fine if they, if it was issued. And as we pointed out, it's likely that they're going to issue the $100 fine in the name of resident because they don't know who you are unless you tell them, unless you actually let them know who you are, or unless perhaps, as you mentioned during the break, Mark, your neighbors uh, inform on you, which is a very real possibility. Yeah, I don't know that your neighbors necessarily know your your full name or or anything like that. But you know, what if they know one person's name in the unit, they don't know the other one? How fair is that? That's not that's that's not fair. Right. So who gets the fine? How is that all decided? Has anyone ever actually been fined uh, by the census people? Yeah, I don't know that they have. I, I I haven't seen any evidence that that's the case. I'm very curious what the penalty is, like the potential penalty for not paying the fine. Never heard it. I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. In New know. Hampshire, it would be two days in jail, right? That's right, $50 but a day. But this is a federal uh, offense, Correct. I assume, right? Okay. Yeah, but it's still a violation. I mean, $100 is, it a violation? is not a misdemeanor. I mean, Probably not. That, that, I, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. Do but, they have federal violations? You know, and this is one of the things that I sort of question the uh, the the value of, of the, the civil disobedience. I think in this guy's case... That he needs to do it for therapeutic reasons. <laughs> that, that's, what, that's what civil disobedience is for, in my opinion, in a lot of cases. I don't, it, it especially may be. the milder cases. This is a mild case of. It know. may be, but you know, the, these census people are going to get your information from your neighbors anyway. How many people live over there? Four. Oh, okay. I think mm-hmm. I, I'm. What I'm interested in doing is uh, looking the census person in the face and smiling and saying, and when they ask me how many people live here, 
24 Eskimos. And I want to smile real big when they do it. And I, I want to see, like, what can they do I'm about all for it? that. Yeah. I, I think and they have to, what they have to write down, right. right? Do you have to write, do they have to write down what I tell them? You know, I, I, I just, I want to know. Are you telling That'll me I'm not an Eskimo? So they haven't stopped by yet, right? Look, my new Inuit brethren that live here are going to be very angry when they find out <laughs> that you've insulted our Eskimo heritage. Wait a minute, you're not going to write that down? Let's continue with your phone calls. Nick in Arizona, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hello, Nick in Arizona. Hey, guys. You're on the air. Hey, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about this census. Sure. Uh, I got selected this year for this American Community Survey. Oh, really? Uh, so they still do the uh, the American Community Survey even in the census years? Yeah, you bet they do. <laughs> and this is the uh, lengthy you know, one. Like, now, how long is this thing? Um. If you answer all the questions, it's about 60 questions. Wow, okay. And they want to know what time do you leave to go to work? Did you work last week? Did you make money? Does this Things one have like the this. how much do you make every year? Yeah, I did. Okay, so that that question does exist. We, there's been some discussion uh, as to whether or not that question exists on the census. It does not exist on the short census that they're sending to most people, but apparently it does on the American Community Survey. So what else did you well, want to share? I was, I'm trying to find it. But I don't have time to go for it right now. I should have pulled it out earlier. But basically, when I came, I was like, uh, yeah, right, in the garbage. Mm-hmm. So in April, I was out of the country, and they, they came and they left stuff on our on our door three or four times. And then when I got back, uh, they came, and I, I didn't hear the door ring or something. So then they left a nasty note saying, you must comply or else. It's blah, blah, blah. the law! Resident, <laughs> you must comply, resident. <laughs> okay, now here's where it gets weird. So I was like, uh, still not complying. They sent a FedEx package to my house that had my wife's name on on the two. Oh, boy. And it had it had threats in it, and it said it's a $5,000 fine. Wow. So I was doing some research around, and I, I ended up on Bile's blog, which is really hard to say. Blogofbile.com. Blog of Bile, yes, that one. Uh, he did, you know, he had a whole big thing going on a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and he got information stating that there's a, an amendment to that $100 fine. They actually put it in a different title of the USC that effectively changes the $100 fine to a $5,000 fine. Nice. So, so <laughs> the, the wife said we're going to answer this because she didn't want to deal with it because they had her name. How much and, did she answer? You know, How much did you guys fill out? Uh, it was it was kind of fun. Um, the guy came over and I said, I'm not answering any personal questions. He's like, oh, oh no problem. Uh, we'll just put that you prefer not to answer those. So I was like, <laughs> all right. That's hilarious. So they wanted to know. So, what, <laughs> uh, which one of the questions aren't personal? Here. Huh? Which ones of the questions aren't personal? They're all personal. And besides me telling them that two people live here uh, and that our race was human, they got nothing else out of it, and they skipped the rest of the they 50 left. questions. So your wife so they didn't threatened feel- you with a five thousand dollar fine, sent you a FedEx package, got at at the you know twenty bucks to the taxpayer there, and uh, they the only thing they got out of you is don't forget two the handling and human. Did you does that twenty yeah. bucks handle the handling? No. You know how they handle the package. <laughs> I hate the handling charge. Like don't handle it. I don't want your fingerprints all over. <laughs> 
Sorry. So 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 basically, even though your wife was frightened by the five thousand dollar threat, she was okay with just answering a couple questions and 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 refusing the rest. Well, she's like, you know, this is your fight, and if it had your name on it, that's different, mm. and I can't really argue with that. Yeah, I agree. Sure, sure. Yeah, you you can't do disobedience uh, in someone else's name. It has to be about you. Right. Thanks for sharing that, man. And uh, anything else you want to talk about? No, that's it. Have a good day. Thanks for the call. You know, and this is kind of one of the ways that they get you with the uh, the civil disobedience thing is if you've got a wife and you've got a kid and you've yep. got, you've got a mortgage and you've got all these things. I mean, how many things have been done in the name of the mortgage? You know, mm-hmm. I've got, I got to keep a roof over the family's head here, and right. so whatever that's it is. Wh- well, everyone's situation is different. That's why I don't ever want to pressure anyone to do civil disobedience. It's totally a personal thing, and then how far you go is a personal thing. Like, you know, like I, <coughs> excuse doing a little bit of civil disobedience is, you know, it seems like not that bad and a healthy thing to do, I think. You know, little things. But uh, I, I don't want to pressure it's, it's anybody. It's always a personal decision. I agree with you. I don't want to pressure anybody, but at the same time, I want to encourage it because I think it is important. Yeah. I mean, we weren't. I, I, I want to encourage it. I want everyone to, like, you know, I just want to get the ideas out there and yeah. say, you know, you might want to try, you know, pushing your boundaries out a little bit. Absolutely. Disobey some little stuff and see how you feel about it. See if you feel braver. See if you, you know, and, and that'll make you want to become more knowledgeable about what potential threats they can use against you. And, it will make you a know, difference. Analyze the situation just, for yourself. Just doing a little bit will make a difference. Now, again, it's easier to do when you've got other people around you that are also doing a little bit. Because I think yeah. a lot of people doing a little bit of civil disobedience here and there. I think it have a pretty big effect. It's yeah, very I think that's, powerful, I think. I think it's more effective than one person doing a lot. Oh, absolutely. There's more coming up here. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves, bring up what you want. You can tell Sense a story if you've got one, or uh, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, 800-259-9231. More coming up. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, freetalklive.com. A lot of stuff there on the site, including our listening options, live streams available around the clock, webcam available well, most of the time. We've been having some trouble, still trying to iron out some bugs with it, so be patient with us there. But uh, there's also listen lines. So you can call in with any phone that can dial long distance. We've got multiple ways to listen to this program, and they're all free over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Mark, let's talk about bicycle helmets. We can go ahead and do that if you'd like. There are laws all over the place say that you must wear them in many cases there's some cases for adults right i certainly they you know in some places for adults but mostly it's for for kids even here in this state for kids right of course kids don't like to wear them because boy do they look dumb well i don't know it's that's their opinion on them um yeah. you know it, you, you look better with a helmet on than you do in uh you know some kind of icu unit but i don't but is that but, true yeah well does the helmet actually right. help 
Well, this is, is from... more about adults than it is about kids. Okay. okay. Um, after spending four months trekking to school in uh, rainstorms and on sheets of ice, this week's sweet turn of weather beckons us to take our dusty bikes from the shed and venture into sunny streets to breathe in the crisp air and air and blue sky. That is, until two pedals from us um, from the front door, you realize you have no idea where your helmet is. Now, if you're anything like me, even if you knew where that uh, $30 piece of plastic covered with foam was, you'd still park the bike in the uh, garage until the weather was actually as warm as it looks, but just to spite the hairdo running piece of discomfort. Where is this from, by the way, Mark? This is uh, from WashingtonUW.com. It's the daily of the University of Washington. Washington State? Okay, got it. But everyone knows helmets save lives on bicycle accidents, right? That's what we keep being told. Actually, that may not be all true. Riley Geary of the Institute for Traffic Safety Analysis said that in Washington state, the percentage of people wearing helmets in general matches that of the percentage of those wearing helmets who die in car collisions, um, of those wearing helmets who die in car collisions. That is to say, wearing helmets doesn't decrease fatalities. Even though injury percentages are already noticeably dropping, Australia decided to implement a mandatory helmet law for all bicyclists, even though the um, injuries were decreasing. Although serious head injuries uh, decreased by 19.5%, fatalities actually increased by 12%. Hmm. In Australia. More broken necks. In Australia. Let me guess, more broken necks. The law also decreased ridership by 25 to 30%. So people just said, yeah, I'm not going to live that way. Wow. So I'm just going to drive a car. The only real explanation is that people are prone to be less careful when they're wearing helmets because they feel safer, even though mm. they're not. And we've seen this time and yep. again on studies with seatbelts, time and again on studies with all traffic kinds of signs. traffic signs, traffic signs, uh, traffic calming measures. People feel yeah. people feel safer because there's all this safety around them. If you're swinging if you around want the... somebody to drive safely, you put a big metal spike in the middle of their steering wheel and suddenly they're going to drive like like a little old woman. <laughs> If you're uh, careening around a cliff, uh, cliff's edge, you'll maybe careen a little faster if you've got a, a barrier to the side of you because you'll believe, you'll believe that that barrier is going to provide you with some level of, of safety and protection. And so, therefore, you can drive a little less but, carefully. Yeah, there's a lot of false, senses of, a false sense of security. Just like you know, a lot of traffic signs, people feel like, well, as long as I obey that sign, I won't be in an accident. That's not true. <laughs> You know, you st- there's a lot of thinking you still need to do while driving, and the signs actually cause people not to think that as hard about their driving. So, What else, Mark? The helmets uh, that are on the market are not designed to help protect people in the case of car collisions, although mm. they make up the majority of fatal injuries on bicycles, and helmets are useless. Yeah, how many times have you been biking along at however fast a bike goes and, uh, and fallen off the bike and actually had a serious injury to your head? It doesn't happen that often. Right. Uh, you know, and, and these these are statistics, I believe, more for adults than they are for kids. I don't think that kids, uh, you know, react in, in the same manner, especially if they've grown up with the helmet on. You think kids are, are going to be you think kids are less likely to behave more dangerously with a helmet on? I I think that if you if you wear a helmet all the time, you've always worn a helmet, then you don't know what life's like without a helmet. Whereas I think that if uh, if I have never worn a helmet on a bicycle, and I'm not going to, I am not interested in playing your little helmet games. Um, I don't and, know about that, Mark, because they're still being told the reason to wear it is because of safety. Well, th- these numbers are uh, it's an interesting you know, question. Though. You know, they're 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 in, they're covering the gam- gamut of all ages. Mm-hmm. 
So helmets, uh, helmets will mitigate the effects of falling off your bicycle and striking your head, said Dr. Michael Schwartz, a right. Canadian neurosurgeon. If a cyclist is exce- accelerated by a car, then the helmet will not work and not prevent a severe or even fatal injury. Hmm. Schwartz and Geary both said that the helmet designed to protect bicyclists in the event of a car collision would weigh too much and be too bulky for most bicyclists to be willing to wear. Yeah. Seeing that the majority of fatalities and injuries occur from incidents with cars, the helmet's that were are worn aren't really capable of saving lives. Mm. Let's wow. pretend, however, that these helmets really do save lives. John Franklin and the effects of uh, cycle helmets said that in Wales, England, 40.5% of head injuries, injury deaths occur in car accidents, 39.1% to pedestrians, but only 8.5% to actual bicyclists. If the government really wanted Meaning to... Meaning pre- bicycle versus car? Just, it, these are head injuries in general. Percentage of so, head injury deaths occur in not car sp- accidents. We're not talking about a specific type of bike accident. We're talking about a bike that could be just, you know, guy falls off a cliff on his bike or a guy runs into a car on his bike or different types of, of biking accidents. No. We're talking about bike versus car? No. We're talking okay. about head injuries that result, that occur in um, head injury uh, deaths. Excuse me. 40 of head injury deaths occur in, that's 40% of them in cars, 40% in pedestrians. in bicyclists. Right. So we're not talking... Just what I'm trying to get clear here is... We're talking about head injuries that result in death. Right. But we're not... You're not getting specific as to whether or not the bicyclist was involved in a certain scenario. So it's not... It's not a bicyclist. It's not about bicyclists. You just said 8%. He's talking all head injuries. 8%. This is actual bicyclists. 8.5% of head injuries are, uh, you know, that result in death happen to bicyclists. Bicyclists. Period. Bicyclists. Right, right. So, right. What I'm trying to clarify, though, is... There is no clarification. It says two bi- actual bicyclists. That's the clarity. Okay, so there's no, they're not saying it, it's happening to bicyclists who, col- who collide with something specific. It's just, in general, 8% of uh, head injury deaths are from bicyclists running into something or having some sort of an accident. I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're clear on That's that. That's what yeah. I'm trying to yeah. understand. If the government really wanted to prevent people from dying of head injuries, it should require people to wear helmets in cars and pedestrians to wear, wear helmets while walking down the street. <laughs> Don't give them ideas. The laws in place do little to address the real problem. They are ridiculous. The article actually says that, huh? Yeah, that's yeah. the article. According to Gary's statistics, almost twice as many injuries and deaths occur at night during the, um, than during the day because mm. riders are less visible. Right. About 69% of cycling fatalities among adults happen in urban areas compared to 31% that occur on rural roads. So so ban people from riding the bikes at night and ban them from riding in urban areas and we'll keep people safe. (laughs) There you go. The only place place to ride bikes is on and along streets. So seeing the, uh, the most serious injuries and fatalities occur from cars, it makes sense to remove the cars from the equation. <laughs> the most effective way to decrease fatalities among bicyclists is to increase the amount of bike trails. So mm. why are we wasting time with so much energy invested in pushing helmets? Maybe because lawmakers are too busy building voted um, down sports arenas um, that, with our money. So, um, yeah. You know, I don't. This guy's obviously saying, you know, what direction we should spend the money. But another aspect here is it's free for the legislature to say you have to wear a bicycle helmet. Yeah. It costs them a great deal to say we're going to turn this old railroad uh, track into a, a bike trail. They have to they have to spend their own budget, whereas they're spending yours when they say that uh, you've got to wear a bike helmet. Plus, how great is it for the bicycle helmet industry? Yes. 
the <laughs> lobbyists of the bike industry, you know, right. they come in and they they tout some t- t- statistic that sounds very good. Right. Just one. So you need to mandate our product. Yep. Guaranteed sales. They do need to mandate the product for pedestrians. 1-800-259-9231. And motorcycle helmets <laughs> in cars. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the next time somebody proposes a bicycle helmet law, if it hasn't already been proposed where you live, you can counter-propose in fun only, of course, that uh, pedestrians wear them instead. More coming up. Free- this program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight is Ian. And Dale. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features are free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You just start your shopping through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So you get the stuff that you're looking for and Free Talk Live gets a cut. Start your shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. Nikki is on the line listening in California. Hi. Nikki, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Hi there. Hey, Nikki. What's on your mind tonight? Um, actually, I'm a property manager in Los Angeles and um, a big supporter of Alex Jones and conspiracy theories galore. But hmm. the thing I was most concerned with was the other day, I had the census, one of the census guys, pop over to the property, and um, you know he left some notes on some doors of people he couldn't get in touch with or didn't fill out their form, and then um, he came back a couple of days later, which was yesterday, and he just was walking around, and I walked up to him. I said, "Can I help you?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm with the census bureau." I said, "Well, obviously." Hence the tag, but how did you get into, onto the property? Mm-hmm. This is private property. Was it and, hard to get onto um, the property? He got in somehow. I have no idea. What, is this a gated community or something? I'm it sorry. It is. Okay. That's actually fairly common in L.A. for the for apartments <laughs> and stuff to have, <laughs> a, to have an electronic gate. People just Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's common. Oh, is there a keypad? It's, it's, it's common in L.A. to have a like keypad entry or, or, or a keyed entry or something like that. Whereas yeah. uh, in a lot of other places. That's something I gate. noticed when I was there. Whereas in Georgia, for instance, that's not very common. Yeah, there's a gate in the back. There's two gates in the back, and you have you need a key to get in, and then you have to buzz someone to actually get into the front door and a key to get through. So he, he so he presumably knew somebody on the inside. Either that, or he just waited till someone opened the door and and snuck in. And I said, "Is that allowed?" And I said, "This is private property." And he said, "It certainly is. It's the federal government." <laughs> I'm the federal government, ma'am. <laughs> I'll do what I want, lady. And I told him, well, well, wow. I'm like, welcome to America, the home of the free. So does that mean that he can like, sneak into for, someone's... You know, popping by. And he just started. He's like, hey, I'm just doing my job. I'm like, yeah, I don't mean to shoot the messenger, buddy. I'm like, but honestly, that's kind of shitty. Oh, we've got to let you go. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. When you're on the radio, you can't say that word. 1-800-259-9231. So you can bring up anything. So whether it's uh, the census or bicycle helmets. Did we finish the bicycle thing? You, you pretty no, much I've got a ways to go on the bicycle. There's more. Okay, yeah. well, let's, let's do more. Okay. Finding out that essentially they are not uh, maybe as safe as some people might want you to think. In fact, the, the, the statistics show that you're much more likely to die from a head injury if you're walking or in a car. Yeah, it says the laws in place do little to address the real problem. They're ridiculous. According to Geary's statistics, 
almost twice as many injuries and deaths occur at night during the uh, than during the day because writers are less visible. Um, excuse me, I already read that part. Maybe um, maybe because lawmakers are too busy uh, voting down sports arenas with our money. So the trend with bicycle incident statistics tends to be the same across developed countries. In Australia, the percentage of bicyclists dropped by as as much as 30% when helmet laws were put in place. So in a world where the carbon footprint of everyone is increasing and, and we're getting warmer and all this other stuff, the government puts in place laws for helmets that decrease, have an effectiveness of decreasing by 30% the amount of people on bicycles. Good job, government. So it's driving people to drive. Yes, and because they don't want to wear the helmets. Um, imagine how much of the funding for bicycle trails would increase if ridership was increased by 30%. Because, actually, it would be a larger number than that. Because if you decrease by 30, you would have to go up a larger number to get back to where you yeah. were. Uh, because helmet laws encourage discourage people from using their bikes, it hurts the bicycle community as a whole. The truth is, allowing the local government to nanny its citizens into helmets is not only hurting them by providing false protection, but it is also hurting the biking community. In no way do I wish to discourage wearing helmets, as I prefer mountain um, prefer mountain biking, where I know that they really do come in handy. However, the decision to wear a helmet should be left up to the individual, not government regulation. By allotting funding for bicycle trails instead of enforcing helmet laws, not only will we be prom- um, able to promote a healthier exercise lifestyle and clear clean air transportation, but it would also help protect bicyclists from death uh, deathly car collisions now i think that they're making celeste here is making a, a uh, you know a, a problem as far as funding for enforcement of of helmets it wouldn't change no cop is going to be fired because they got rid of That's helmet true. laws those cops will go out and do the fundraising that they're doing anyway in a different form if right. they're not looking for bicyclists without helmets on they'll be finding somebody who's speeding or somebody who's uh, texting on their phone or whatever it is that they're doing yeah, it's while just they're the, driving the fantasies of a wannabe central planner just somebody who thinks that they know best how the, the government money should be spent and if, sure. if they were in charge they'd take the money away from the police and they'd give it to uh, you know the bike trail bike trails organization and i i think that bike trails are great um you know that's sure. that that's fine i i there are a number of them here in Keene, new hampshire they're yeah nice. they're they're nice things but except um, when it rains and the trail gets kind of muddy is and i i think the bike trails could be better but they're run by the government so what can you yeah what can you expect? what can you do so there you go those are the numbers uh, essentially uh the laws drive down the amount of people that use them and they do nothing to prevent uh you know the amounts of deaths that, that occur all right, the SACL CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. Uh, again, 800-259-9231. So, still to come here, uh, Dale, you are going to share something about Google. There's a lot of uh, opinion out there about Google, and there should be. They are the most, I guess they're tied almost with Facebook for the most popular website on the Internet. A lot of uh, opinion out there about Facebook as well. We're going to specifically talk about Google. Yep, there's even something specifically about Google versus Facebook. So, Oh, all right. And I know there's a lot of talk that I guess some sort of Facebook competitor might be popping up here after the summertime. People are getting very excited about this. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I hope it happens. I hope that uh, that it comes about. But I've read a little bit about that, so I think I know what you're talking about. The di- diaspora? diaspora? I think it might be diaspora. Diaspora? Yeah. Yeah, some some guys uh, decided they were going to raise some money to create a competitor, like an open source competitor to Facebook which will have much more, I guess, uh, better privacy provisions and things like that than Facebook does. And they were trying to raise $10,000 in order to get some seed money to do the software developing. So they could basically spend 
you know, a good portion of the year or the summer, I think, coding this new website. Uh, yeah, so the idea was they were going to put it out there that this is what they wanted to do, and they were taking five and ten dollar contributions from people, and lo and behold, they raised a hundred thousand plus. I think. Oh, well over. Yeah. The last I checked, it was. Uh, I think 170, and that's been a, wow. a few days. So I think at the rate they were raising money, it's probably more than that now. I'll probably I'll check on it and find out exactly what it is. So I mean that right there is, it shows there's quite a market demand for another social networking service that could outdo Facebook. I, I think it's not about outdoing, yeah, outdoing the privacy of Facebook. That's what I think it's about. Is that people are so upset about Facebook that they spoke with their dollars about when they heard about this, mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure it happens. You know, it makes you wonder. I mean, there's uh, MySpace was out there. They managed. They had the big. They they were the big one. Yeah. And they just crawled and you know curled up and died did, inside of a year. Did they start dying? Did MySpace start to really die after Fox bought them? Does anybody I, follow? Did anybody follow it that closely? I didn't follow. I, th- I found it to be um we, we, before Fox bought them. I found it to be a just a buggy crappy oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. website. And who wants to to deal with that? Facebook never was buggy. Yeah, never. I absolutely agree with you. Well, so anyway, as an aside, I, I hope they they are successful with their venture and that that actually does come out and that people don't lose a hundred thousand. It's almost one hundred eighty thousand now. All right, that's good to know. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that and see what happens. But as far as privacy provisions go, a lot of people are concerned about Google. Uh, Google is big. They're into everything. We've had Catherine Albrecht on the on the uh, on the phones to talk about uh, privacy on the internet. Of course, she's with StartPage.com, one of our sponsors, and uh, she's pretty. Uh, she is not a fan of Google. Let's just put it not that at way. all. No, not at all. I like Google. I think that uh, like anything in the techn- technological world, it is uh, a double sided uh, we'll sword. Wait till you hear about the five things you should be scared of. About we will. <laughs> we will hear about those uh, coming up here. Um, you know, I'm not too concerned with them reading my email and selling advertisements based on the content of uh, of the email. It doesn't bother me. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about anything that uh, that's secret. It's not like I'm plotting violence or something. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not getting uh, marijuana growing tips over my email or anything. You know, so I don't really feel like there's anything at risk there. Um, so I understand they they've got their tentacles into a lot of things and they're collecting a lot of data. And I think to some extent that data collection can be useful. Uh, I, I think that having that information is is good for uh, for them to to sell advertising in order to keep some of their services free. Free Talk Live uses the uh, the Google Mail hosted mail services. So when you when you email Mark at freetalklive.com, th- that passes through Google's hands and and they deal with our they, you know they they handle our email. Yeah. And the fact is the Google Mail is a great product. I mean, if it weren't. A great. If it wasn't a great that, that point is conceded. There are a lot of great Google products. Yeah, I mean, it's conceded. That point is conceded in the article. So, all right. So we'll come back and talk about what the five things uh, five things you should be afraid of. Yes. Is that right? All right. We'll find out what they are here in a moment. Hour number three is coming up. We'll share those with you, and you can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you like. 800-259-9231. And of course, uh, we'll tell you about Starpage.com as an alternative to searching and surfing is an alternative to Google. Now we'll get to that here. Coming up, Hour 3 on the way, this is Free Talk Live. Hey, America. How do you use WebEx? We use WebEx for our fantasy baseball draft. I use WebEx to record meetings, so anyone who misses it can see it, hear it, and get up to speed quickly. My son came home from school sick yesterday. Thanks to WebEx, I didn't miss the client meeting. I saw everything right on my cell phone. Got an idea? Start a WebEx. Connect online and share what's on your computer screen with others, cross town or cross country. 
share presentations, conduct training sessions. You can even pass the ball and let others take control. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code free trial to get a free trial and a free VoIP headset. Remember that code free trial. WebEx from Cisco. WebEx.com. Free headsets available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. Go to WebEx.com and click the radio graphic and enter promo code free trial. This is Free Talk Live, launching into the third hour of the program, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our site, we give away. Those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their sites, ours is free. Freetalklive.com. Take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine. We'll talk about them in a moment. And experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. And now you also have complete privacy if you want it in your search results in that you can click through their proxy link over at startpage.com. When you get the search results, there's a proxy link for each result. And you can literally anonymously surf to the results of your search. All of it's free, by the way, over at startpage.com. Start the seven-day challenge today. At startpage.com. Speaking of the Big Brother search engine, Dale, uh, you've got something from cracked.com about those folks. Yep. It's uh, five reasons you should be scared of Google. You'd be hard-pressed to find a company more beloved than Google, right? And why not? They make the internet easier to use, pamper their employees, and foot the bill for YouTube, even though it loses money like it's a gambling problem made of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, much of what is awesome about Google also makes them increasingly terrifying with each passing day. Uh, Number five is Google has all the answers about you. The misconception before Google, if you were curious about some weird sexual position, uh, you had to go to an older sibling or classmate. This would result in either (laughs) hilarious but ultimately fulfilling sexual misadventure, or if you didn't go to high school in a teen comedy, a mortifying nickname that followed you all the way to college. (laughs) (laughs) Google wasn't the first search engine to take the human interaction out of that process. It was just the best at finding the information you were looking for. And as long as you were sure to delete your search history afterwards, you could read up on any kind of messed up, degenerate behavior you wanted without another human soul ever knowing. Mm -hmm. The reality... Uh, well, I'm really good at self-censoring at this point with these, as I read these articles. Because <laughs> the cracked articles are fairly vulgar. They, they don't re- re- restrain themselves from using vulgarity. That's right. So uh, the reality, as it turns out, Google records everything you enter into its search engine. The lonely night a few months back when you Googled... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not even going to say that. Uh, that's stored on Google servers, correlated with your IP address and pretty For shocking amount of other ad. personal information. Escorts. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's stored on uh, their on their um, servers, correlated yeah, with their but, IP address. And- but but they don't know uh, who did the searching because if it's coming well, from if you've got a house with a few computers in it, you've got a whole family of computers. They're all on that same IP address, right? So how is Google going to know whether it was you or your uh, your loved one that was doing that search? Do you really want them to uh, to give your loved one a a linked? Uh, you know, a search related to what it was you were searching for, or you know, a, an advertisement related to that kind of search. Maybe you shouldn't be hiding things from your loved ones. Yeah, but there's a, there's an awful lot of information associated with a certain account, and you know, 
And I think sure that, if you're if you're talking about you're logged in as somebody, then yeah, clearly. But if you're just on their on their website anonymously, as far as not logging in with a Google the, account, I then, have a Google account, and well, I you w- might be wrong about some of this too. I mean, that, that, that's what I'm about to get into next. All right, fine. Uh, but they're not just passively stalking you via your weird searches. If you use Google to help you navigate the web, there's a good chance they've installed a cookie onto your browser that logs every web page you visit, every form you Whoa. fill out, and every conversation you have. Google sees it all and stores it for at least nine months. Now, how can a cookie do all of that? I, I mean, I'm not a web expert. I thought a cookie was just a static uh, a, a, well, a piece of data that is left on your computer to, you, to typically help you log back into a website or to help a website remember certain things about you that, uh, that you, you know, if you've set up a certain uh, specification on the site in some way, as far as you've, you've customized it in some way, the cookie will help you re- your browser remember that the next time you come back to it. Or, for instance, when you go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, Amazon sets a cookie on your computer that says, this is from free, you, you visited through FreeTalk Live. It's just stored information. I mean, right, it's just it, information it stored that, on your computer. It said there that... And the, then they can read it. So they can, you know, if you, if you're accessing them fairly regularly enough. Okay, but the claim can, was that the cookie records every website you visit. It 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 it, it may very well be. I, I that's I, what the claim just said, right? Yeah, I, I know that the thing about cookies is there is a, you do have considerable control over them if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But can uh, a cookie? Own, what I'm asking you, browser. and you're the, you're a tech guy, can, can a cookie actually record all of the websites you visit? This is not my understanding of what a cookie can do. I don't know off the top of my head. I haven't programmed much with cookies. Okay. Um, if, if anybody out there, I'm sure. I, I, I remember I, I remember looking them up once to make a cookie one time for a program, and it's been a long time, and I don't recall. I, I'm sure there's somebody out there that can clarify this, one of our uh, tech expert listeners. Is this even possible, or, or is the cracked article referencing like malware? Are they talking? Because I can it's, understand it's very it was- possible that they're using that they're putting the data into this cookie as you browse and then and then but that would require some sort of a browser plug-in or um, lots well, of if you're using google for everything you do that's lots of websites use google analytics mm-hmm, and they true. use google adwords and those um you know because of that which the, we do yep but because of that the uh, the cookie can identify you as who you are hmm. to google and, and that you're way. telling me this because somebody told you that right i Not am a super know. genius no in fact uh, okay yeah one of, one of my uh, because i won't take geniuses. your word for that one <laughs> I, I haven't programmed much at all for quite a while other than like mm-hmm. my own web page and stuff like that and i have not programmed cookies for a while so i am somewhat speculating I, and okay. i admit that right but away. i've heard the same I, assertion that i just made a- <laughs> previously is that because okay. Google has, uh, you know, Google is on just about every site out there, either through Google AdWords or Google Analytics or, you know, Google this so, and Google that. So, yeah, Google Analytics could see the cookie theoretically right and then say, oh, this is that user and yeah. we know what they're doing. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think it's a combination of different things and using the cookie, the fact that all those things that and so many people using Google applications. So consumer advoca- consumer advocate group. Privacy International says nine months is the best case scenario. Even if you only use a few of Google's free services, the company retains a large quantity of information about that user, often for an unstated or indefinite length of time, without clear limitation on subsequent use. Of course, Google is in the business of getting you what you're looking for, and knowing everything about you makes it better at its job. When you type 
Uh, okay, I'm not going to say that either. When you type a dirty word into your search window that's uh, for a, a, a certain sexual act, we're not going to go into detail here, Yahoo might return a Laboran James highlight reel, but Google knows better. See, that would be a funny joke if you knew what I'd actually said, but I couldn't say it. Google's many products work better the more it knows about you. Plus, it's not like any actual people will ever read all the dirt they have stored on you. Well, well, not until they have a reason to ask for it. Right, anyways. unless law enforcement comes to Google and there says, we need to see the search history of so-and-so. Then and Google has a, funny, has a funny record of dealing with the government. I'm not saying that they're, you know, that they're all fired, ready to do it, but they, you, know, you, you never know exactly how they're going to do what they're going to do. And they get into that later in the article, too. About Google and the government. Yeah. So in 2009, Google CEO Eric Schmidt warned users, if you have something that you don't want anyone to know, maybe you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's time to stop treating Google like a smarter, more trust- trustworthy older sibling who has all the answers and more like a friend you trusted until you found the notebook where they track all of your bowel <laughs> movements. <laughs> when they track your bowel movements, is that what it said? Yes. Yeah. No matter how much good advice they offer you and how, how many times they claim the, the drawer full of hair they collected from your shower drain is just in case, you'll never feel, to- feel totally comfortable around them again. So, what, uh, what, what number are we on right now? That was, th- that was five. We're nope. on number four now. So, okay, we're going down the list from mm-hmm. five to number one. The five things that you should allegedly, allegedly be frightened about in regards to Google. And number four is Google isn't like other companies, unless you count Microsoft. So the misconception is everyone knows that corporations can't be taken at their word. If Coca-Cola changed the slogan from enjoy to don't commit rape, everyone would assume they're dissolving date rape pills and Diet Cokes. But when Google made don't be evil its unofficial motto, the media and the public in general pretty much took it at face value. It certainly seemed to check out with all the free stuff they kept giving us. Uh, Well, the stuff isn't free. It's an exchange for your personal information, essentially. Yeah, and I mean they're they're data mining uh, your info. They're they're keeping all of those emails on your Google email account. Which, by the way, the the amount of space you can store on your Google emails constantly going up. So unless you get a whole not bunch, as fast as my email is. <laughs> unless you get a whole bunch of attachments in your email, you will have unlimited email storing space. I have Google. to erase stuff. Really, I've never had to erase anything. Yeah. you don't sell. You don't send and receive uh, the kind of. Uh, You're not sending a lot of audio, are you? I, I, I get commercials back and forth. Okay, all right. Well, How do you think the commercials get here? If you're Who just do you think doing the through? average uh, email account, it's likely that you'll never have to erase your emails. And so that's a lot of information for them to mine about you and, and learn about you and sell your, uh, sell your info. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Toll House Refrigerated Cookie Dough. There are a million reasons to bake with Toll House. Find yours at VeryBestBaking.com. Whether it's sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving or burgers on the 4th of July, kids associate certain foods with certain occasions. Family traditions are important to them, so when planning your holiday or birthday menu, keep in mind what they like most and invite the kids to cook up a new food tradition. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Dial in via the toll-free number. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free on the site, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, freetalklive.com features including our webcam. You can go and get interactive with other listeners because the cam is combined with our chat room, both on the same page. Just go to cam.freetalklive.com. It's all completely free. 
That's cam.freetalklive.com. You know, um, if those who have been listening to the show for a while know that, uh, that, that uh, my, my wife and I have uh, had our son on this uh, product called babyreadingkit.com. And uh, the other day, uh, we, we were really surprised. And this week, basically, our, our son, Jack, uh, started reading. I, you know, reading is a funny word for, for a two-year-old. He can look at words, certain words, and identify them with the, you know, the noise that you make when you see it. So you can see, he can see the written word yellow on a flashcard and say, yellow. And there seems there's no other indication on the flashcard that is yellow. It's not like the word is written in yellow or anything like that, in which he can identify the color. But um, you can go see this amazing feat at babyreadingkit.com. Um, we took some video of it, and um, the, the the folks at babyreadingkit.com put the video up on their their website, and you can go see my son Jack reading <laughs> these uh, these flashcards. Um, it's about a well, two-minute video, so it won't uh, take up too much of your time. But your child can learn to do this, too. And I think it gives them a real jump start for, uh, for school and learning and life. It's babyreadingkit.com. It's nothing about pushing your child into doing something soon or anything like that. There's videos there that Jack enjoys watching. He asks for them. He brings the flashcards to my wife uh, to, to, to play with. He wants It's a game for him. And it can be for Learning your child. Learning should too. be fun. Yeah. If it's not, they're not. He's he's not going to do it. I don't know how. I don't know how a parent pushes a child to do anything. Quite frankly, <laughs> because ours isn't going to be pushed to do this. <laughs> Babyreadingkit.com. It's been a blessing uh, for our family, and it can be a blessing for yours. Babyreadingkit.com. Toll free number here eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Dale, you're sharing with us from Crack.com five things to be frightened of in regards to Google, and we're on number four. Yep. So most of the goodwill purchased by Google over the past dozen or so years, can probably be traced to the fact that they create some of the best applications on the web. That's what you were talking about, Ian. Sure. And don't ask you to pay for a single damn one of them. So why shouldn't we treat Google differently? They don't even seem all that interested in making money. They're just here to make our lives easier. Except, <laughs> except they're making a ton of money. Oh, They'd yeah. probably be a charity if charities weren't so gay. The reality, Google is not a magical yeah, I'm offended by you using that term gay as, as, as though it's a bad thing. Well, they did. I'm yes, just, I, I'm just saying, you know. It's so silly. I, it is getting silly. but I just don't like when they do that. I think that means Harley Rider now, though, but I don't know. Harley no, I Rider think that's, that's only fag. Fag means Harley Rider. But Why does it mean that? That's a terrible South thing. South Park it's, said. It's people on Harleys. South Park. If South Park says it, then, you know. It must be true. It becomes part of the mainstream culture. So. All right. The reality is Google is not a magical fairy cloud of technology that exists purely to help you find information. That's Wikipedia. <laughs> Google is a corporation. Their goal is to acquire as much of the world's money as possible. They are not driven by the desire to not be evil any more than Sprite is driven by a desire to be to be subliminal. If they Well, ever, I think that ever, you can um <laughs> having don't be evil as a company moniker is not a bad thing and I think that just just being that big and and using that as your company moniker is a good thing for the world in general because it makes people think about, oh, yeah, being evil bad. Um, <laughs> but you know, I I think that I think a, a company, actual, a company has an actually do no evil. Is I it, don't know. I think it's do no evil, but I, that's what I thought it was. I thought it was don't be evil. But anyway, okay. um, the you know a, a company has a corporate atmosphere. Every company that I've worked for has had a corporate atmosphere, and uh, you know I can only assume that Google's is pretty good. Everything I've heard about people who work there, it's good. Yeah. So well, they 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 conceded that it's a great place to work, and that that in and of itself means that they're doing pretty good stuff. You know, if you're working for a company that's doing evil stuff, could just be a good, I mean, it's a good business plan, you know, if you know that, if you realize that having, you know, keeping your employees happy will actually result in a better product, then. 
Oh, well, that's what we talked about but last keeping night. keeping your employees happy is partially doing a good service because you're who knows what you're providing your customers better than your employees. Yep. So I'm not going to be happy working at a place that I know is treating people bad. Well, what did we talk about last night? The magazine cruise where uh, kids are allegedly abused yes, and but they're harmed. not happy. They leave. That's what I'm saying. They're doing. They're treating their employees poorly. Yes. So Google is doing a good thing. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. <laughs> I don't like your your tone of voice. If they ever even so much as hinted that they were in the business of not being evil in a situation where that involved not making money, whomever dropped that hint would immediately be relieved of their job. In the words of Scott Cleland, who has made a career of watching Google and ringing the, seriously, I think these people might be vampires alarm. <laughs> Google is not, does not work for users. Google works for advertisers and website publishers, which provide virtually all of Google's revenues. Google ads are responsible for 97% of their billions of dollars of revenues. We do, and, uh, and Free Talk Live is one of their advertisers. So we do advertise uh, with the Free Talk Live AMP program, sending uh, some of our AMP dollars to the Google AdWords program to make it so that when people type in things like libertarian talk radio or just talk radio uh, into uh, Google, they will find Free Talk Live. And it's worked very well for us so far. Uh, Google Maps, Google Earth, Google Talk, Google Reader, Gmail, everything Google has ever given you for free is funded by these little blue lines of text that appear at the top of your Gmail account or in the sidebar of your search results. I think it's wonderful. I mean, because it's it's really unobtrusive. The, the, I never, never use them. The Google Ads. Never. Sometimes I'll click on, uh, it's rare that I'll click on an ad, but sometimes they've got the little news things that flash at the top of your, your email account. And sometimes I'll click on those. Sometimes they show me some really interesting news stories. So I, I think I'm, I, I don't I, recall if I've, I hardly ever, I can't even recall the last time I clicked on a Google I ad. I think I may have looked up the news like you say there, but sometimes I accidentally click on one and then it'll open up in, in a, you know, another page mm-hmm. and then I quickly turn it off and go back to whatever I was doing. I have, however, one time looked at the recipe for spam, the new recipes for spam that they're always on there because I will say spam one, is on all email. I will say one thing as I'm a publisher, so I have Google ads on my, on Anarchy in Your Head that has, that has Google ads. Um, when I make money... Like uh, when I was using AdWords and I stopped using it because I didn't feel like it was paying back for what I, I didn't feel like it was justifying the cost for me personally. But uh, when I was um, when I, I think and that's partly because my my model is 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 just the ads. That's how I make money. Yeah. And, you know what little bit I make on Anarchy Head is from the ads. And so you know advertising for something. So they'd come to my page and then click ads. Is it, it, I don't know that that necessarily worked. You need to be selling something. I think. But. Uh, what I found is that one thing that bugs me is that they expect me to pay them every month. You know, I might spend five dollars worth of advertising, and they want you know that they want bucks. a credit of five twenty five that month right away, or they will cancel it. And they mm-hmm. have like there was a, a brief interruption where my bank thought there was some fraud or something, so they didn't pay it briefly, and boom, they cut me off just like that. And uh, meanwhile, I don't bills. get I don't get uh, a check from them until I hit a, a balance of a hundred dollars. Yeah, sweet, <laughs> nice deal. So I get like a I have to you know all my check if I get a check from them it's always more than a hundred dollars and it, you know and, you know however you long should it boycott takes to get them. <laughs> well, that's just it. Well, that's just it. You know, who do you go through instead? You know, it's like <laughs> I love the idea of the free market. I'd like to see some free market competition with them for for advertising. They're out. The competition's out there, and they're just not as good. Well, maybe they're That's not collecting me. all this detailed data on people, perhaps. So, so uh, you know, so so yeah. So you talk about these well, ads. And, well, wait and a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't Facebook essentially some level of competition to Google? They're going to buy them at some point anyway. You think? <laughs> well, that's another thing they do, they talk about that. About Have you used they... Facebook's email? 
Oh, it's it's horrible. I'd I'd, I'd rather have my finger run through a pencil sharpener. No, I just it's meant for, awful. I just meant for advertising. It's not real email, Mark. It's just in, internal Facebook stuff. You oh, can't get out nightmare. external email. Nightmare. Hate it. There's more coming up at 800-259-9231. Google, are you afraid of them? Well, there's some reasons why crack.com thinks you should be. It's Free Talk Live. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up what you want. Toll-free numbers 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features are there and they're for free. So enjoy those on us. And those features include stuff like our uh, archives. You can click back, go all the way to the beginning of 2009 if you go into our podcast. All of it's free for you over at freetalklive.com. Mark, tell me about HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website, whether it's a personal blog or complete business e-commerce business website with their web builder tools and templates. Use the uh, coupon code FTL. That's FTLs and Free Talk Live. Sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. It's HostGator.com code FTL. All right. 800-259-9231. You're welcome to comment on what we're discussing or you can bring up anything. Dale is sharing with us a story from Crack.com where they're looking into five things that they believe that are pretty scary that Google is uh, busily doing that regards your privacy. And I think we're still number four, right, Dale? Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. pick it up. So the idea is Google collects information about you. It uses what it knows about you to target ads specifically to your personal taste. Mm-hmm. That's how Google is able to man- maintain a near monopoly in online advertising despite never having used a single boob. It's, it's a lot like uh, the, the movie Minority Report where Tom Cruise uh, walks into the store and there's a little mannequin at the front of the store, a robot or something like that, that, that recognizes him and says, oh, well, last time you were here, you bought this. We thought you might like this. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of a, a more in-depth version of that because they know a whole lot more about you. They know a lot uh, about you at Google. Yeah, I think it's sort of that ubiquitousness of information being spread and shared everywhere and all the time that was really creepy about that movie. Yeah, it, was, saw the it people, was creepy. It's people getting eye scanned everywhere they went, sometimes mm-hmm. for security purposes, by, well, most likely by the government, presumably, as they're getting onto bus tra- trains and buses and things like that. And uh, so, 
And that and that's the thing is all this information is just out there and and it's right. available and possibly to other entities besides Google that would want to get their hands on it. Yeah, that, like it scares government. me more when the government gets their hands on this information. Well, it's, that's the Them thing. selling a, ads doesn't bother me. Right. Well, that's just it. It's there. And then what is right. it going to take? And the government comes and says, "Give us that information." That's know. all it'll take. It's actually a pretty bi- br- brilliant business model. The more ads they sell, the more free apps they're able to give you. The more free apps they give you, the more goodwill they generate. The more you use their products and believe that they're not evil and are willing to tell them about yourself. The more they learn about you, the more lucrative their ads become and the more money they make. It's a brilliant business model. Or as the woman who Obama put in charge of Department of Justice's antitrust division calls it, a repeat of Microsoft. Just like Microsoft in the early 90s, Google was accused of using all those free apps and all that goodwill to stomp out all competition. The European Union has launched an official antitrust inquiry. Google, for its part, has responded to the claims by doing a creepily accurate impression of Microsoft in the 90s. They've made a deal with Sony to set Chrome as the default browser on all Vio computers, and the upcoming Chrome OS will only work with one browser. Guess which? They're using their enormous market share to outspend the competition. Remind you of anyone? And, uh, you know, I, here's the thing. Okay, now hold on. I know you're very quick to defend, you know, it's a private company so they can do what they want and all that stuff. And uh, what's the big deal if, if they have a monopoly that way? Uh, but it's do not you a think, monopoly. It, well, well, it, it, but I, well, I don't know that a monopoly could exist uh, in a free market for That's very true. long or for no, any period could. of time. But, but, but do you think that Google could have the massive uh, amount of money that they have and stuff? Could they have the, and, and it is power, that much money. Um, if, if they, if they did not have the benefit of government, you don't think go- that government that Google as a corporation is not benefiting massively from things like copyright laws uh, for or patent laws and things like that. Probably, you know, I think to a large extent, copyright laws. I'm sure Google is benefiting massively from. Do you think that they would be able to maintain this massive market share without government privileges? I, I, cause that, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know how much a patent really factors into there. I mean, obviously, patent's going to help. Uh, or copyright pro- more than patent. Well, it's going yeah. to protect them from other people ripping off their software, right? I mean, that's the idea that uh, that they're benefiting because these intellectual property concepts exist. Well, and not so just, therefore, but, but people what can't else, just borrow what Google's else email any, system. What, but, I mean, do you, can you even begin to fathom all the benefits that, that, uh, that large corporations get from, from government? The, no, the, the, no. How, how much? How hard is it to compete with them because you can't start up? And and how hard? How hard did the regulations but, impede a little startup versus Google? Yeah, uh, but Google you was know. a little startup at some point. I mean, so they got from point A to where they are now. But that's not what's going to cause the um, the backlash. What's going to cause the backlash is when they start doing this monopoly bullcrap that uh, Microsoft did. Mm-hmm. You can't. Do use what monopoly any, bull crap I'm you telling it to about? you right now. You can't use um, you know any other browser with the uh, with the uh, Google OS than you know their that's their not Chrome. monopoly. That's just that's their business model. It is a monopoly inside their uh, browser. You can only they use one. They have no one. obligation to allow They you don't to... have an obligation to do anything. Well, but this is what makes people mad about Microsoft. Is not an, it's My not people a, hate it's not an accurate Mike, term. It is a, it is a monopoly inside of I, their I, If I look I look at a company and if I see they they seem to have a monopoly, I mean you, you know if they appear to have a monopoly, How about exclusivity? I look at that like and that? I think I think there's no possible way they could hold on to that if there was truly a free market. If it weren't out for government, there government are assistance. there's Linux, there's uh, Mac, there's Windows. I yeah, mean, you can have other OSs. That's not the complaint. What the complaint is going to be, okay? Uh-huh. I'm 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 not telling you it's right, wrong, good, bad, or anything. Yeah. But people start to backlash when they have fewer choices, and when Google right. starts delivering fewer choices, not more. That's when they'll start to die. That's when they'll start to die. Right. 
So they're going to sign their own death warrant then. I wouldn't be, be complaining about it. I just I'm use not some complaining different, about anything. If I don't like Google Chrome, I'll use something. I'll use a different operating system. I'm not complaining about it. You anything. can always complain. I mean, you can just you can not like their business model and you can not like what they're doing. This, you know. Yeah, so. I think it's kind of a silly thing for them to do, but they uh, they they're going to do what they're going to do, right? And it's I I think monopoly is an inappropriate term for that. That's all. Inside the um, mm-hmm. inside that uh, system, they would it would be exclusive. That's what people yeah. think of as monopolies. Google, for its part, has responded to the claims by doing a creepily accurate impression of Microsoft in the 90s. They've made a deal with Sony. Oh, I've already said that. Right. <laughs> Sorry. So number three, Google is big because they're smart and too big to continue to be smart. This is true. Once you get too big, uh, you become a bureauc- bureaucracy. The, more, the bigger a company gets, the more bureaucratic it becomes. Mark and I used to work for Clear Channel, which at one time, and may still be, but at one time was the largest holder of radio stations Oh, it's across the largest the holder of radio stations. Is it still? Yeah. Because they divested a whole lot of their stations, hundreds of them, yeah. uh, a few years ago. Still, who's bigger? I don't know. I, just, I haven't been paying attention to that. Not but even close. They, they sold off a lot of their stations. Yeah, almost uh, half. They also went private. As I as I recall, if yeah, I'm recalling correctly, so basically the public uh, business model for Clear Channel, once they got big enough, just wasn't working anymore. They couldn't make it work. They couldn't. Yeah. Uh, they, they had to sell their assets. Mm-hmm. So again, once once a company gets too big, even with the uh, the intellectual property things that you were talking about, they just get too big for their britches and they start to fail. So the misconception is that Google as a company has managed to do one inc- one pretty incredible th- thing and accrue a scary amount of power without being corrupted by it. If we had the money and influence Google enjoys, you can bet we'd flaunt the crap out of it. You don't hear about Google sweatshop employees or suicides in their Chinese factories or attempts to flood their customers with spyware. If we're going to, if we're nope. going to have a monopoly, it might as well be Google. The reality, everything we've covered so far, the spying, the advertising networks, have been the result of Google's algorithm working on autopilot. You'll probably be comforted to know that there's not some guy sitting in Google's campus analyzing what ad to serve based on your uniquely weird taste in music and pornography. All the dirt they've got on you are all just ones and zeros in a complex equation that works incredibly well. But things get a lot clumsier when something in the algorithm isn't working and humans behind the scenes have to make a decision. Unfortunately, when you control how most of the world interacts with the Internet, there's no such thing as a fair decision. In February 2010, DMCA claimed Google deleted a bunch of blogs from their blogger service, even though many of the bloggers didn't do anything. Some of them had deals with record labels and bands. Many of the stricken bloggers received no warning whatsoever, which which is in direct violation of Google's own policy. And it isn't the first or the only time Google's done something like this. Remember that preposterous brouhaha between Anonymous and the religion with all the space Nazis and nuclear (laughs) volcanoes? Uh, 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 uh. Google took a side, and they deleted the Anonymous (laughs) AdSense account. Really? burned the YouTube account of a journalist about to release an expose on the church. Google was protected. copyrighted material, but Google killed it anyway. Google protected the Church of Scientology? They also locked an anti-Scientology website called Xenu.net away from the rest of the Internet. That's really creepy. 1-800-259-9231. That's the Scientologists should sue people. Do they really, you know, do they care that much that they want to be sued? Mm. SACL CAI toll free line. Bring up anything Free Talk Live or come up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Time enough for your thoughts here in the remaining moments of the program, of the weekday program. Because uh, we do have our live Saturday show as well, of course, so you'll be able to join us for that tomorrow night. Of course, Dale is here with us from AnarchyInYourHead.com. But I want to make sure I I make the big announcement. I haven't really been teasing it very much. We've been busy with the show and I haven't really thought too much about it. But I uh, was inspired today, and I don't really know what it was that inspired me. But, you know, inspiration comes. I think I was in the shower at the time. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, yeah, I figured that uh, it's time now to add some uh, some extra content to Free Talk Live. And so we're going to launch this weekend the Free Talk Live Sunday edition. It's going to be the same time slot, so the 7 to 10 at night Eastern time time slot. And it's going to be different because it's going to be co-hosts only. So I will, if I'm on it, it'll only be because I'm filling in or something like that, and I'll be in the mm. third chair. Um, and, and I will be there probably for the first few to get everybody trained and make sure everything's working smoothly. But as far as on-air is concerned, I may not even be on uh, this Sunday. I know, Dale, you're going to come in. I think Curtis is going to be there, and we'll figure out who else is going to be in as well. But basically, the idea that I had was, okay, well, we've got these these co-hosts. They all have opinions, and a lot of the time, Mark and I dominate the show. Because we've been doing this a long time, and we know radio. and we... It's my damn show, and these interlopers make me angry. And uh, so the, the third host, I, while I do my best to, uh, to attempt to bring them into a conversation as, as often as possible or to, uh, to encourage them to participate as often as possible, sometimes it can just be difficult in a, on a show with three people on it for that third person to, to get in as often as they might like to get in uh, and, and share their opinions. So you listen to Mark and I blather on six nights a week, the majority of the time. Now you'll be able to listen to people like Dale or Luther or Curtis. It's definitely going to be a challenge at first because, you know, you might, it's kind of a downside that you don't get to talk as much. But at the same time, now I have to fill up three, three hours, hours, you yeah. know, on my own with one other with the help of another person who's not used to speaking, uh, who's also not used to filling up that much time. So. Right. I hope you guys are going to bear with me. So that, yeah, I'm sure, I'm <laughs> sure fine. there are going to be some uh, some mistakes made, and that's okay. It's that's why we're doing the Sunday show. You know, it's not like we're going to throw uh, you guys onto Saturday nights with 70 radio affiliates. So Sunday nights, you're going to. It's not even going to be a syndicated show. It's just going to be something that'll appear on our our live initially. streams initially. Maybe down the line, it will mm. become syndicated. Who knows? Maybe some radio stations will want a Sunday night. Yeah. show. Oh, I know that stations want Sunday night shows. Yeah, so they I, want, I know like, that's, that's the case. That's the easiest time to get on. Live, but I'm not going to come to them and say, "Here, you know, put these amateurs on." I mean, basically, <laughs> sure, I'm not going to do that. So you got to, yeah, give it a little time. Got to get some time to get seasoned a little bit before. Wait until uh, we we've embarrassed ourselves a few times on the air. Yeah, because yeah, we're then, so much well, better. Well, I embarrass we're myself no every week on the air, so you, that that doesn't end. the The on air embarrassment never ends because when you're doing three hours of live radio, inevitably you're going to say something you didn't mean to say, or you're going to fl- flub something up that you. And then Mark's going to ream me. Well, Mark no might not be here. Does, you... Again, there may be some weeks where Mark it'll and I get might back sit to him. In. Someone will say something on the FDL BBS, and it'll get back to Mark, and Mark will go, "What? I don't what know did how you say, it's all going to play out? I don't know how it's all going to play out. There all may of be our some advertisers weeks... are going to leave us because of what you said, Dale." I don't, first of all, I don't even know if we're going to have advertisers for the Sunday show uh, initially. It, it, they're it, still going to leave you, even it, though they're not on the Sunday <laughs> show. Sorry. No. Well, nonetheless, I'm not worried. Uh, so well, I'm going to go ahead and move forward this, and we're actually going to start it this weekend. So um, as of this weekend, Free Talk Live goes seven days a week. 
Uh, and it's thanks to the fact that we've got great sponsors on board, like MemoryDealers.com. Yeah, Memory, Memory Dealers is the uh, world's has the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, XFPs, GBICs, Zenpacks, and X2s. They're I forgot one- to mention, by the way, they bring you the Free Talk Live webcam. That's I didn't right. Mention that earlier. And and these uh, the discounted optical transceivers that were 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. It's MemoryDealers.com. In stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. All right, 800-259-9231. So basically the way it's going to work is uh, this Sunday, of course, if you listen at LibertyRadioNetwork.com, you hear uh, Free Minds Radio. They do, our, uh, they, take, they do a show from 3 to 5 in the afternoon, and then at 7, uh, we'll, we'll start off with the, the first ever Free Talk Live Sunday edition, and it will be produced live. It will be produced here in the studio. It will sound uh, just like Free Talk Live, except without Mark or myself. And so it'll give uh, folks like Dale and Curtis and Luther and the, the rest of the people you hear so often in our third chair the opportunity to host the show in the main seat uh, or the opportunity to sit in, in Mark's seat and take the, sec- the secondary role. And so you know, I think what, you'll prob- what we'll probably do, Dale, is you'll be on the main seat for one week. Curtis will do the main seat one week. Luther will do it one week. Sam will do it one week. That kind of thing. And then you guys can all figure out, well, who's going to be the second person on each week and, and, that, and, and bring in some maybe some new voices into the third chair. That way we can get uh, activists up here in the area better comf- uh, comfortable with doing radio and producing a show and, uh, you know, get, getting people some experience. Some and hopefully experience. we'll learn a little bit about the technical side over time as well, yes, right? That, uh, that as well. So, again, diversifying the amount of uh, voices that you can hear on this program and giving people the experience uh, that they need to maybe expand out into future programs. Who knows where this will go to uh, in the future as people, maybe they, they feel like they, get a, they, uh, they take a real liking to doing uh, radio. I don't know where it's going to go, but I know that our listeners are going to get another two hours to listen to every single week uh, if they want to. Because after, after uh, you That's take the out the commercials, yeah, after you take out the commercials. Streaming listeners will get three. Correct. And and so it'll be available through our podcast. It will be available on uh, live on the stream. So you guys, we can produce the full show here without having our syndicate on board. GCN, they're great to us, but they've got a Sunday night show already. So maybe we can talk to them about that down the road. But uh, So we can produce the full show here. We can take phone calls. The amp lines will be open. Uh, we've got special lines in here in the studio, the same numbers we use when we do the after shows. It'll be internet only, so you guys won't have to be too concerned about language. But if if we do take it later on to the radio, it probably won't be a bad idea to be practiced at not cursing. So yeah, maybe you'll pretend. Should probably pretend like you're on the on the radio. So I'm I'm pretty excited. But we about don't have this. to cut someone off suddenly if it happens. Yeah, there's no way to dump anybody at the, for this for the Sunday show. Okay. So it'll be internet only uh, for the time being, and it'll be available on both the Free Talk Live and Liberty Radio Network streams, just like our regular six night a week show. So as of uh, as of now, it's a seven night a week show, or I guess as of Sunday, it'll be a seven night a week show. And I'm pretty excited about it. So. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. That's one of the advantages to uh, calling your show Free Talk Live as opposed to the the Ian Mark and, and Mark Ian show, show. Yeah. right? So uh, let's continue. Here. I like that better. Let's continue here, uh, Dale. I know there's a little bit more to this story. I don't know if we're going to get to uh, to every single bit of it. In fact, maybe we'll no, go we're not going to get to every bit of it. I maybe, know that. Maybe much. we will go extended. <laughs> I could probably here. finish up where we are. Okay. Um, That's and yeah, fine. I, I'm I'm okay with a little bit of extended too. So uh, so yeah, so they they basically the expose contained no copyrighted material. This is about Scientology. Um, Critics, mm-hmm. uh, but Google killed it anyway. They also locked an anti-Scientology website called Xenu.net away from the rest of the internet. Uh, to be meaning, fair, meaning when when you mm-hmm. say they locked it away, I presume that means you cannot find Xenu.net through Google. X E. Um, 
they, they maybe I'm yeah I'm I I can't I I don't know the details of that I'm sorry they don't go yeah into I'm just it. curious I'm just curious to be fair when the Church of Scientology published the names of several members of anonymous I just Google found it took by the, the way. right just, action and just, just as an aside I just oh, found Zenu.net oh, through Google I, I think it's probably back by now yeah um, oh, oh so it's temporary I, well I I don't know if maybe they had they they had to go through a different way or mm. something. Uh, to be fair, when the Church of Scientology published the names of several members of Anonymous, Google took the right action and banned their YouTube account. Then they reopened it. Right around the same time, AdSense was gorged with thousands upon thousands of ads for the, for the church. We're not saying Google has become the brainwashed pawn of an evil New Age religion. The Church of Scientology has money to spend on advertising, and Google is too enormous to make reasonable decision in every corner of its sprawling empire. Of course, we sure. don't have to ask you to imagine if Google actually decided to, to screw their users Remember earlier this year when, and then it goes into the next part. Uh, and then it gets into number two. Let's keep this going. We're <laughs> going to go into extended uh, overtime here. Our radio listeners can uh, can get more Free Talk Live uh, af- after the radio show ends. We'll keep going on the internet, so you can tune in over there at, uh, free talk- at listen.freetalklive.com. But we're going to keep going. Number two? Yeah, we're going to two and number one. Number two, Google will protect your data until they feel threatened. The misconception... Of course, we've yet to give you any real reason to not use their product. The reason people got fed up with Microsoft is that it sucked. Well, nobody's fed up with Google yet because Google has refused to suck. As long as they continue putting out a superior product, we'll keep using them. And as long as we keep trusting them, they have no reason to do anything shady with all that dirt they've got on us. Everybody wins. The reality. That's all correct so far. But it's easy to be the good guy when you're making so much money that the U.S. government feels the need to step in and essentially say, no fair. However, last spring, with the launch of Buzz, Google showed us how they might react in the face of a little healthy competition, and it was a panicky, pants-crapping mess. What is Buzz? Is that one of their products? Yes. I don't even it's know what it their, is. It's sort of their, uh, it's their version of Facebook that they sort of incorporated into Gmail. Oh. Without what telling anyone or asking did, anyone. Did it, did well, it I'm not going to that. Okay. <laughs> like the rest of us, the folks at Google had been reading that sites like Facebook are starting to usurp Google's place as the hub for most people's online lives. Basically, what they did is uh, Buzz uh, took everyone's information and broadcast it to everyone that uh, you have email with. They basically assumed that you know you wanted to share everything like on Facebook and didn't oh, ask no, anyone and just did it. Just gave everyone the information. Radio listeners, we'll see you tomorrow night uh, online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And if you are online, stay tuned because we're going to go into extended overtime edition here in uh, just a moment. Internet only in seconds. This is Free Talk Live. It is the extended internet-only edition of the show. We're here. It's Friday night. The phone lines are open, as they always are. Amp lines are available. Also, 603-435-1105. Special hotline for you listening on the internet. 603-435-1105. We're still in the midst of Dale's story here from Crack.com. Spent the last hour talking about Google. And some of the things that Crack.com thinks you should be afraid about Google in regards to what they are doing uh, specifically to the area of privacy. Now, you were just talking about Google Buzz. Yeah. That's their their attempt to to compete with Facebook. More like Twitter. You think? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't. uh, when When it first came out, I heard about it, and that's the last I heard of it. So it's an optional thing that you can turn on on your Gmail. It's not... 
just uh, necessarily. I think it was by default on though. You probably have to turn it. Maybe off. that happened to somebody, but that's but, uh, not my understanding. No, I, I looked around for. Oh. I looked around for it when it came out, and I thought, oh, this must be for regular Gmail accounts because we use the hosted accounts, where the hosted accounts have never had all of the same features at the same time as the regular Gmail accounts. So I don't know if I can even access uh, this Buzz thing. Well, it's my understanding you had to add it, add it specifically. That's what uh, I mean. I'm getting here from my tech people. Okay, well, but, you know, um, th- this person claiming otherwise. So, you know, be aware. Right. There okay, are different so Buzz, opinions. Buzz was uh, Buzz was their attempt to drink Facebook's milkshake. Uh, that's a reference to um, there will be blood. If the people aren't familiar with that, <laughs> competition. I thought that was is, uh, the 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 gal that did all my milkshakes uh, bring all the boys to the yard. No, I think uh-huh. it's the guy. Remember the 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 final scene of of there will be blood. He, I don't he know. Says, what I drink blood your is. milkshake. I don't know what there will yeah. be blood is. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's about a guy taking oil from another guy's land by sticking his 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 sideways drilling drill way over at an angle and then taking all of his oil, and he was basically uh, you know laughing about that. So so yeah, um, competition is the lifeblood of capitalism, and capitalism is what gives us access to cocaine, the mighty KFC double down, and advanced heart valve replacement techniques. Okay, <laughs> this person down. sounds a little anti-capitalist, <laughs> but but anyway, an advanced heart valve. Curtis had te- one of those double downs this week, by the way. We saw one. I gotta like. try that. I'm gonna try it just because you know two chicken I, I patties. Have it once two chicken patties with uh, cheese and bacon and special sauce in between. Yeah, no I gotta buns. have it one time. You know. So if Google had wanted to release their own standalone service or social networking website and try to do Facebook one better, that would have been fine. Instead, Buzz automatically published the contact information for everyone you communicate with on your profile page. Harriet Jacobs, a blogger with an abusive ex-husband and a history of death threats from Internet crazies, found her entire private life made public to a legion of potential stalkers. Oh, my. The decision to link a service designed for public broadcasting of information to people's private email accounts isn't just a minor brain fart. It's a sign of a major issue with their corporate philosophy. Google was so eager to enter the social media game that no one at Google ever wondered if maybe, just maybe, there were some things people didn't want to share with everyone they'd ever emailed. Best case scenario, they panicked in the face of competition. Worst case scenario, they knew exactly what they were doing and and just didn't care because they didn't have to care. What are you going to do about it? So that's end of part two. Uh, number one, Google stood up to Chinese censorship because they are terrifyingly powerful and they know it. The misconception, when Google stood up to China, it was because they'd had enough of that oppressive regime and their censorship policies. Google was a comparatively small company, company standing up to a nation of billions. It was a clear-cut David and Goliath battle of good versus evil. The reality, though, Google had cooperated with China's censorship policies for years. For a long time, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that motivated the change in Google's policy had nothing to do with Chinese censorship. It was a ballsy move, but one they made to protect their greatest resource, the oceans of information they've been collecting for a decade, and the software they used to get it and make sense of it. And they've got a great picture here uh, of, uh, from uh, Harry Potter, and it says, Google is not staffed by wizards. This makes a lot more sense when you realize that Google re- what, re- what Google realizes, that they are currently as powerful as most nations on the planet. According to Google watcher Scott Cleland, and monitoring Google as closely as I do... <laughs> that's an interesting statement. I don't know if that's the case. Well, I, mean, they, I guess they, it's they a, a matter have, of opinion. They certainly have influence, uh, but power, I think, uh, in their I, case... I look at a corporation as big as Google and some not even as big as Google, and I just look at them as branches of the government these days. I mean, that's corporate... You know, corporate the, the, the protectionism they benefit from, the violence they benefit from, they're practically branches of the government. 
I think you get better customer service out of uh, businesses, even large well, sure. corporations, uh, than you, you know, do out of the government. There's a yeah. there's a big big it's, step it's, difference. It's, it's, the lines between them are getting awfully blurry. They're benefiting <laughs> from this from the government. I mean, the corporation itself is a government benefit in that it protects from liability and that and that kind of thing. So yeah, and the burdens that they and the burden you know the burdens that they put on all business. Uh, are actually end up benefiting those big corporations because that's a that's a tiny little burden they're willing to share by in proportion uh, th- to keep out their competitors. You know that's a benefit to them, a net benefit to them, and then and then they're able to accumulate that much more money, which in which in a world where you can lobby and things things like that, that's power. So I you know it's it there's a point where you get beyond a certain size, you just start to sort of merge with government almost. But that's Although of like, I would ever say just, Google you know, is more powerful than government simply I, because they yeah. don't have men with guns at their disposal. Yeah, not not directly. Right, they not may benefit directly. from the Again, men they with can guns. Lobby, some... They can lobby for uh, for new laws that will that will effectively put men with guns at their this disposal. This is true. Yeah, if Google so. gets big enough, it could take over a small uh, a country, and then it would be able to use <laughs> violence. <laughs> of course, people would stop using its products at that point. Or it could just, you know, again, just lobby for the laws it wants, and then the viol- the gun, the men with guns will be working indirectly on their behalf. So, uh, <coughs> according to Google Watcher Scott Cleland, and monitoring Google as closely as I do, it has become increasingly clear that Google does not believe it has to obey the rules, standards, regulations, and laws that others routinely obey and respect. Uh, well, that's that, true. That, that makes sound bad. <laughs> They make that sound like a bad thing, right? Uh, but yeah, no, no. I mean, it's, sure, uh, he thinks. It's I don't a bad think thing. they should be an exception. I mean, I think certainly that, that we should all be the exception to that, right? But, but where would Scott Cleland be without Google? <laughs> this guy that you're talking about, he's yeah. the Google Watcher. I mean, he's. He, I don't know. Is he making money off of being the Google Watcher? This I is don't his know. Career? I don't know who. I don't know what is how that gives him fits. meaning in life, if nothing yeah. else. What would you be doing right now, Scott, if you didn't didn't have Google to watch? <laughs> Maybe he'd watch some other corporation. Maybe. Anyway, yeah. Google increasingly operates like a self-declared virtual sovereign nation, largely unaccountable to the rules and mores of the rest of the world. Now, that's a quote. So I don't know that I'm not sure that the article is claiming that they're saying that's what that Cleland says. Mm-hmm. So. While Google doesn't use all that information for evil, it's a nice insurance policy to know that they could if they wanted to. <laughs> Essentially, Google is in the get the world by the balls phase of their business plan, and they're just wanting to see if anyone's going to make them squeeze. See, Google isn't just keeping data on you and your friends. Over 60% of U.S. state governments have gone Google and now use one or more Google Enterprise apps. Thousands of gigabytes of government data all held in Google servers. As security expert Sherry Davidoff puts it, Davidoff puts it, Google now controls our government's access to its own data. <laughs> now they've got a picture of a Terminator robot. <laughs> Google versus China is just the undercard. The really interesting battle will happen if the Justice Department decides to follow through on its plans to make Google this decade's Microsoft. That's when we get the main event, Google versus U.S. government. This should be a pretty good fight as long as the government can get used to being the underdog for once. Well, I think that'd be wonderful if uh, we had some like hacker types get into Google and destroy all the government's data. See, if the U.S. government goes after Google, this is, this is the, the, the part of this that I just – it's so rare – that the government actually does go after these uh, these big companies. The reason the French government goes after Microsoft or Google or whatever is nobody cares about France. Right. Like if 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 I lose France from my business model, crap. 
Uh, I guess I just got the other 230 nations in the world or whatever. To, right, you uh, don't have with. as many regulations to deal with. You know, I mean, when, uh, California makes they, they more money fight. in a year. They than, just make deals. Yeah. They would just make deals. That's exactly what's going to happen is the government. I mean, Google's just has so much money that th- it's, this isn't a fight. When the government fights, it picks on people that can't fight back. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't fight Google. I mean, only if Google decided to be really, really stupid, and there's no evidence for that. I mean, think of the economic Ever. damage Google could do without breaking any laws. If they really, you know, if they wanted to, and, and just think of that, the threat they, they have there, you know, you know, and, and what that would do for a politician who went after them, and, and people lost jobs. and Or when, you know. the, or when the lobbyists that uh, Google uh, employs go into the politician's office and say, hey, I hear you want, uh, you know, such and such happening in your district. <laughs> Need your vote. Yeah. Let's go to your phone calls. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want. 603-435-1105. Extended edition of Free Talk Live. You're on the amp lines. Hello. Hey, this is Bruce in Florida. Bruce, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm real excited about the uh, announcement of opening up the Sunday show. Yeah, I figured people would really like the idea of being able to hear more of our co-hosts. And somebody yeah. said, well, wait, aren't you guys worried that you won't be on the show called Free Talk Live? And no, it's like Mark said, I, this is a show that is not hard to perform. <laughs> you know, there's not there's not a lot of preparation that goes into doing this uh, this program. And, and as I said in the other, the other night, I consider myself an average uh, talk talent. So it's really just about the letting people on the air to talk about whatever it is they want to talk about. It's not a hard show to host. You get some basics down, uh, you know, the basics of, of coming back in from breaks and kind of resetting and and uh, you know giving out the phone numbers, that kind of thing. That'll be some of the stumbling blocks for for them in the beginning, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, and actually, speaking of people calling in, I think for people like me, I get pretty nervous when I call because I just think of how many people are listening mm-hmm. with. Um, with it being a Sunday internet only, um, people like me maybe will be more likely to call in. So, maybe so. Maybe so. Listening, so. I, I hope so. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a good time. I think a lot of our calls early on, at least this is the way I felt about it, was they were sort of uh, um, charity calls. You know, like oh these poor guys, they were doing they're doing this show and they need some calls. I'll give them a call and talk about some stuff. And we had a lot of kook calls early on too. Well, they were listening on the uh, GCN, the, the GCN uh, stream. And uh, I'm sorry, there's a lot of kooks that listen to GCN. Yeah, I know. So Bruce, what else also, do you want to share? Um, about the Rand Paul. And all the news that's been going around with uh, the statement he made re- uh, about the civil rights laws. What did he say? I, I haven't heard this. I, I actually haven't read the news. I just keep seeing headlines here and there. But I think basically he said something to the effect of he would he doesn't agree with the 1964 civil rights law that uh, uh, makes the government have the power to just um, to stop businesses from discriminating against based on race. <laughs> Yeah, so. it, it looked like that was uh, he really stepped in it, and it's my understanding that that wasn't actually his quote, but that was one of his press guys' quotes. Hmm. Well, you know, if I understand him right, I, you know, I agree the business should absolutely have the power to, you know, to deny service to people for whatever. Sure, reason. Right, but, but they're that's gonna, definite. They're going to make him sound like he is a racist, though, right? As a yeah, result, of yeah, that. that's what they're doing. But yeah, anyway, that was my point. It's just so amazing how some, you know, somebody's even a little bit liberty orientated. Uh, it says one tiny thing, and it you know instantly blows up. So, imagine if somebody like uh, yeah, you know, like uh, an open anarchist or something were to try to to run, you know, how quickly they would expose one of their well, philosophies. 
if somebody who is a voluntarist was running for office or an anarchist, and we're going to have one of them run for uh, for political office yeah. up here in Keene this year, Andrew Carroll, uh, the guy that was arrested a year ago for holding marijuana out in his, the palm of his hand, he's going to run as an open anarchist under the Democratic ticket. Uh, so we'll actually be able to see what happens. But somebody That's like Andrew Carroll actually has principles, uh, unlike Rand Paul. And uh, so Andrew Carroll, I think, will do a fine job of explaining his his viewpoint and his position in a very understandable fashion. He's, and, he's a very good speaker. And he's such yeah. a nice young very. man. It's going to be hard for them to label him as some sort of a bomb thrower or because uh, so, he is going to use the term anarchist. I may disagree with that personally, but I think if anybody can get away with using the term anarchist and put a good face on it, it's Andrew Carroll because well, he's just such a nice young yeah, man. Yeah, I'm not concerned that he's going to use that word because what's going to happen is anyone who's opposing him is going to uh is going to he's probably going to use that word whether he does or not first of all probably. And, and what and they're going to describe his philosophy in terms that are going to whatever word he uses will get demonized and i think that's what it comes down to is we're talking about you can pick all kinds of different words about it but you're if you're talking about completely rejecting the model of government the authoritarian model of government that we have all over the world right now, uh, every government that's in existence all over the world just about is, uh, is pretty much an authoritarian uh, monopoly on violence. And if you reject that, then you're, you're, you're holding a point of view, which is the, 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 the position itself is unusual and it's going to be it's going to be considered radical by by virtue of just being a very, uh, an, uh, you know, a a, um, a very minority point of view, and so I think in that sense that the it's the it's the ideas that are that are powerful and that are scary to people, and trying to put pretty words on it, I don't think uh, is, is is at best just you know stalling. Yeah, well, hopefully, if nothing else, it'll be educational to the public in general. Now, I think but, uh, I, I have to disagree with you on this one, Dale. I'm I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to talk talk over you there, Bruce. Um, I can tell you that uh, having been in the room when this occurs is that when that some people that are detractors of, of people that, uh, you know, anarchists is that that's what the term they'll use. And that's all they say. Oh, no, they're anarchists. And that's how they just brush it all aside. Well, oh, that's no, because the word that's known to... for it right now. But if right. you start associating voluntarism with it, they will radicalize that word as well. It's a long road to hoe. Well, it, it, it's, 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 there's a tremendous precedent for other charged ideas that have a certain word associated with them, and the words keep changing. And it's, and it's those same words keep getting charged, and then they change them again. It's just a constant battle of changing words to describe the same ideas. I, I don't agree that the words get charged in the same way. Libertarian, although co-opted, is not charged in the same way that anarchist is charged. There aren't too many words that describe political philosophies out there that are as charged as anarchist. It well, is, that's because it, it is, is the, that it's, it is a radical idea, relatively speaking. I mean, well, it's, 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 it, a, it's, it, it's there's a, a group of people that had the word first that kind of sucked too. Sure, sure. So, I mean, it's like saying, we're the cannibals. Oh, no, not those kind of cannibals. The, <laughs> the other, fine young cannibals. No, we, don't eat, we don't eat human flesh or anything like that. We just call ourselves cannibals. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's the way it shows up for people. I, I am of the, the opinion that, that anarchist is, is, is a terrible, terrible term I to agree. use. Bruce? Okay, well, thanks for taking my call. Hey, thanks, thank Bruce. you, dude. Appreciate it. 603-435-1105. Open phones here on the extended edition of the program brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program, by the way. AMP standing for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a great way to get behind this show, to help us expand, to help us bring new programming on board. Maybe you've noticed the Liberty Radio Network 
has recently added a number of new live programs. We've got Ernest Hancock now running from 5 to 7 during the week, right before Free Talk Live. So you get two hours of live programming before Free Talk Live starts. Uh, on Saturdays, we've got Mark Stevens now with the No State Project. He's airing from 4 to 6, so a couple hours uh, before Free Talk Live. And, of course, Free Minds Radio has been on Sundays for a little while now, 3 to 5. So we'll be adding to our Sunday schedule the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. Uh, we're doing whatever we can. I'm doing whatever I can to uh, to bring more live content onto uh, the, the Liberty Radio Network. There's some discussions to bring a certain anti-war show on live i don't know when that's going to pan out maybe we'll talk more to angela keaton about that uh this summertime during the porcupine freedom festival but if you're watching on the cam the I, lights I, just I, was say, I feel like i'm in an aquarium and it's like oh time to go to sleep now the, the masters turn the light off it's nighttime we're actually going to keep uh, taking your phone calls here, but uh, amp.freetalklive.com is where you can go to get not just behind this show, but behind the Liberty Radio Network shows in general. Uh, amp.freetalklive.com, three bucks a month, helps us get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations. That's the primary purpose of the AMP program, but I'm thinking we're going to, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't reveal this, but I might as well. I'm thinking we're going to expand out uh, and try to maybe have the, the Liberty Radio Network have its own fundraising program aside from amp to help the liberty radio network shows that doesn't make any sense yeah. that was um the original idea of the amp program was to create the liberty radio network and now you've created it first but the, to create a separate funding mechanism for it is well, only going no, to cut the legs well, under the the program no, that was intended no, to put it up um, no, on satellite in no, the first place no the uh, the AMP program's intention was to promote Free Talk Live, to get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations, and that's still what the AMP program does, to get Free Talk Live into more ears. The Liberty Radio Network came around a couple of years, uh, actually a few years after the AMP program did. Yes, one of the original secrets behind the AMP program was that we wanted to launch a satellite channel with Free Talk Live on it. Uh, there wasn't really the vision at that point in time for having a, a satellite channel with other shows on it. But yeah, technology that would, that has That would come. have been the, uh, the, the outgrowth of it at some point, though, as, as I recall as our conversations. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. That, to some extent, that there was always that, that intention, uh, but it was never the intention of the AMP programs explicitly to, to do those things. Like, down the line, I like the idea of having my own network, and eventually it would have been possible— and it ended up being more possible sooner rather than later because of the advance of technology, technology increases, yeah. and uh, and that kind of thing. And so I haven't waited for the AMP program to reach the goals that I'd originally set for it. I just went ahead and did the things that I could do to improve this product uh, when I could do it. And now that we have the Liberty Radio Network, we've been adding new uh, new programs to it. And the technological uh, aspect of the radio industry has gotten to the point where we don't really need to do the 24-hour Free Talk Live channel anymore. So the 24-hour Free Talk Live thing really only exists now for the Internet listeners, to where you can tune into a stream of Free Talk Live any old time you want to. It's really the only point to it. Down the line, we could, we could, launch, uh, you know, we could launch our own network and put a lot of liberty-oriented shows up on uh, the satellite for radio stations to, uh, to I'd take be down. deeply concerned that if you created a, uh, a competing AMP program for the LRN, uh, Liberty Radio Network, that it would just undercut the AMP program itself. You know, it would take some of the AMP program's dollars. Yeah, maybe that's the case. Certainly some people have uh, cut their AMP back so they could give money to some of the shows that they, they listen to on the Liberty Radio Network. So, yeah, I mean, 
that's already happened. Amp has uh, some people have have lowered their amps because they want to give money to Gardner Goldsmith or Stefan Molyneux, and okay, you know that's fine. That doesn't that doesn't bother me at all uh, because I know that uh, eventually. I, I have no problem essentially expanding people's horizons and introducing them to new programs because, as, I, as I've said uh, before, Free Talk Live isn't right for everybody. I mean, we may be the most popular liberty-oriented show out there. We may be the most successful, commercially successful, liberty-oriented radio show, but we're not right for everybody. Not everybody's going to want to listen to us. Uh, not everybody is going to want to, uh, to, you know, they're not going to enjoy our format. They might enjoy something like, uh, you know, a Stefan Molyneux which is, or, or a Gardner, which which is a little more cerebral, I would say, of a, of a format. I agree. Uh, or they might enjoy Wheels Off Liberty, which is maybe not quite as uh, cerebral of, uh, of a format. It's just funnier. Right. I mean, those guys are, are, are very funny, and you know, they're not afraid to do you know, jokes that are a little more base yeah. uh, than, than Free Talk Live. So there are different program types out there, and that's, I, I'm not really worried about that, Mark. I think that by having different uh, pots for people to throw money into, they'll throw the money into the pot that uh, is most important to them, or they'll throw money into uh, multiple pots. I haven't really decided how I want to plan that out. What I, was, what I was thinking was to maybe put, kind of do it like Ernest Hancock, where Ernest comes up with an idea, the guy from Freedoms Phoenix, uh, he comes up with an idea for what he wants to do, and then he goes and he raises funds uh, to accomplish it. And so I would like to, you know, like raise the funds to put the Liberty Radio Network up on a satellite. That could be something that we could do. I don't know how long it would take, but I'd rather do that separate from AMP because AMP is really sold as a promotion for Free Talk Live. AMP is a way to get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations. The Liberty Radio Network does not accomplish that. The Liberty Radio Network is just a way for other people, for people to find our listeners and other listeners to find more liberty-oriented shows. Free Talk Live's on LRN. I understand that. But what I'm telling you is that the Liberty Radio Network does not accomplish getting Free Talk Live on more radio stations. No. There's no radio station out there that is picking up the Liberty Radio Network feed besides our pirate stations. Uh, there's no licensed FCC radio station that's using the Liberty Radio Network version of free talk so if you get a liberty radio network up on a bird and um the 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 guy from uh, wor says hey i'll put you up i'll put free talk live up um if you uh if you'd serve it to me from noon to uh, from midnight to uh 3 a.m or whatever time he decides and uh, for whatever reason gcn doesn't want to serve it to them that way then would you put it to free talk live on that lrn no station is going to take anything off of uh, the liberty radio network at this point in time it's no, very no, no. unlikely that, that, that we're talking about the future right this is a what if right the the initial plan i think for the liberty radio network would just be to simply get it up on something like ku band where serious radio stations aren't really operating uh, so in order to in order to do something like on the level of a GCN, it would take a significant amount of uh, funds that I don't think we're quite quite ready to raise uh, at this point in time. Nor do we really have the programming lineup that's uh, that's necessary. But nonetheless, uh, you know, I do have some vision for where I'd like to see the Liberty Radio Network go, and I don't want to get into you know there there aren't very many details I can get into here because things just change so much. Uh, but Anyway, it's all because of the Free Talk Live amplifiers. The reason why we're where we are today, the reason why Liberty Radio Network is where they are, is because of listeners like you giving three bucks a month to the Free Talk Live AMP program at amp.freetalklive.com. It really does help us get on more radio stations. We've got a, a brand new station coming on, a couple of new stations coming on this weekend, and so we're pretty excited about that. FM station in a uh, nice market on the, the East Coast. Can't say much more than that right now. 
Because I'm going to amp.freetalklive.com. I normally uh, only process them once per week, and I apologize. Tomorrow I'm going to Dale's uh, mini golf tournament. There's a charitable mini golf thing happening here in Keene tomorrow. Thanks for reminding me about that. <laughs> yeah, someone reminded me earlier today. It's in my calendar, but I, I probably would have been reminded by that, hopefully. But. So we're, we're going out to that. Freekeen.com is uh, sponsoring one of the holes at the mini golf tournament. So we're going to go out to that probably tomorrow morning. And, and normally it's Saturday mornings when I do the AMP uh, processing. So do bear with me. It may be till Sunday before you get your AMP processed for this week. And uh, coming up, by the way, our technical whiz, uh, wizards are behind the scenes tinkering away at making it possible, and I know we've been promising this for years, <laughs> but it, I believe it's really going to happen this time, uh, that we're going to have a way for you to actually go and administer your own AMP account. Because if you want to, for instance, uh, upgrade from 3 bucks to 5 bucks, normally the way you have to do it is you have to, uh, well, if you're PayPal, you have to go and you cancel your existing subscription and create a new one. But if you're a credit card, you have to email me, and you have to wait for me to get around to doing uh, the change for you if you don't know how to do it yourself and it's not a real intuitive system so we're going to make it so people can go and they'll have a little panel they can log into they can you know change their settings maybe change their credit card number and kind of keep everything up to date and do it basically cut my human ass out of the picture uh, as much as possible and make it a much more automated system so that when you sign up for amp you don't have to wait days until i finally get around to manually upgrading your bbs account for instance we're going to make it automated so where when you sign in or when you sign up for amp your bbs account automatically gets the amp upgrade if you cancel amp you'll get downgraded all that stuff will be handled uh by our wonderful server machine so uh that's that is in the works i don't know how much more i should talk about it though because it's supposed to be happening imminently maybe by the porcupine freedom festival but I don't want to put any. I don't want to put any firm dates on it because you know how software development can go. People say, "Oh yeah, yeah. we'll have it by this time," and then it's twelve months later before it actually. Gets done. <laughs> in this case, it's yeah. been uh, five years since I started. The, I think I think Something I started like that, the development yeah. in two thousand five, late two thousand five, on the uh, the automation system, and it's just it's been an absolute nightmare. It's 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 a you know it's a major one of the major aspects of of software development is trying to estimate you know give good estimates and things like that and it's that's it's a major challenge you know because it's just there's so much that you know you can the the debugging process can be right three times as long as the actual coding process yep, you know that's okay, what happened. we coded it and it's still not working now we have to see what's going wrong you yep, know that's pretty much what happened was uh, it was paid to be created and then the d- designer had to change so the new designer had to learn the old design and then there were bugs that had to be worked out and the bugs never really finally never really got worked out so somebody else came in and uh, and basically created a new system and it's just been it's been horrible so i'm hoping it will be over soon Let's continue here because because some of the amp dollars have been going to that too, uh, and yeah. so let's uh, let's go to your phone calls. Hello, you're on Free Talk Live Extended Edition. Hello, it's a limey cunt here. Limey cunt? Is that what you called yourself? Yeah. They use the terminology. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. What's on your mind tonight, Ziggy? <laughs> yeah, um, we just had a general election here. Yeah, um, how'd that go? I mean, uh, there's uh, the big big news nationally or internationally, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I think you've been taken over by cyborgs. Yeah, he's pretty pretty jittery. I'm going to put you on hold. I don't know if it'll get better. We'll see if it. Maybe it's his line. Maybe it's ours. Let's try this one. See if it sounds better. Hello, amp line. Hey, hey, this is Stephanie. Yeah, it's probably us. It's our side. It's probably us. It's all right, Stephanie. Uh, Got some problems with our phone lines tonight, though. So, what's on your mind? Yeah, I heard. Okay, so I actually had a question for Dale that has the potential to get. uh, 
a little bit naughty, if you will. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, can I guess you, the, the after show is a good time to do yeah, it. Then, if you can get the question out, that'd be great. I don't know how much back and forth we can do here. Oh, sure. Um, well, maybe I better call in another time because it kind of has a backstory to it. It's it's um, not so bad now. Yeah, right now, it's not so good. Yeah, you so just cleared it. up. Go ahead. I, I, I've stopped downloading that gig of porn that I was uh, working on. Thanks, Mark. Oh, man. <laughs> good call. Okay, well, so I heard about this guy in the news who was affiliated with the uh, Parents Television Council, like, you know, the ones that email their members and tell them to complain to the FCC when somebody says a, a bad word on TV or something. Yeah, the busybodies. And, right. And uh, so this guy was is, like, extremely anti-gay, and he wrote this book about how to raise your children so that they grow up and be straight. And he's also uh, affiliated with this organization that claims that they can, you know, like turn gay people straight, things like that. Um, and this guy was, uh, you know, he's been putting out all these books and stuff and, and basically spewing hatred about gay people. And so he got caught coming back from Europe from a 10-day vacation with uh, a, a male prostitute. And so... Like, <laughs> That's so typical. <laughs> I love it when this stuff happens because it's just so. <laughs> the the, the, the really he, usually the really really like brazenly homophobic people usually are hiding something. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the ones who protest too hard, right? Mm-hmm. The, the funniest thing was that he he tried to play it off. He, he tried to say that oh, well, I, I had to hire him because I had a back injury and I needed someone to carry my suitcase. So. <laughs> yeah, he needed a male prostitute to do that. Yeah, I needed, I needed a valet to blow me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he had like an ad on this on this website for you know escorts that says, oh, you know, touting his like eight inch cock and his oh, gorgeous boy. body, and <laughs> wow. yeah, he's lifting the luggage. <laughs> so anyway, so since this guy was affiliated with this organization that claims they can, you know, quote-unquote, cure gay people. I wanted to ask Dale, like, if, first of all, if he had heard about this, and second of all, if he's known anyone who's ever, like, if he's known any gay guys who have gone through these organizations and, like, their experiences with them, and, like, obviously it's total bullshit, but what are these things like? I kind of just wonder what it's like on the inside. Um, You know, I, I know a couple of people who are from way back who did like the ex gay thing or the some sort of oh. something like that where they tried to convert them and and teach them how to do that and um I yeah this was a I don't know I was a lot dying to hear. I don't know a lot to be honest with you I did talk to a couple of people in the and 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 the, the, from what I've heard, uh, if you've seen movies that show the stuff they do to people like they there's this this one movie I saw where they 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 put a guy in a they put a guy in like a bathtub full of ice cubes, you know, and and um, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's a lot of shock therapy type stuff to, to to like aversion therapy and stuff like that. It sounds really barbaric and really ri- ridiculous. And and from what I've heard, it's actually uh, not that. It's pretty much uh, it's pretty much about as bad as it sounds. As bad as it's been wow. depicted in fiction, from what I've heard. That's, that's awful. Yeah. So they actually like show them gay porn and then they like shock them with electric shocks or like ice cubes or something yeah they, and, and the thing is like you, well how could anyone how could they get away with doing that and it's like it's because they've convinced the people to consent to it because they've told them well this is, is going to change you it's going to be really unpleasant it's but good for you don't you really want to change you know and and stuff like that you know, jesus wants you to change 
maybe if they're into BDSM, then it's actually kind of fun. But well, that, that, there's actually a lot of speculation about what does it end up doing. What, what, more mm. likely, what it ends up doing is just you know creates weird associations in their mind between the pain <laughs> and you know this this image that I find very attractive, and and now you've wow. you know cross wired their brain in weird ways and. What more do you yeah. need to say, though? I mean, you're saying that one of the executives of the Parents Television Council was busted uh, for uh, for being with a, a gay prostitute in Europe. Yeah, and I can't I can't recall his name, but if you Google it, I'm sure it's like all over the news. It happened recently. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. It's just it's just I, another. I hadn't I mean, heard about so this many, guy. Like, politicians and pastors and like these church people, and they're just there's so many hypocrites. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for the call tonight, Stephanie. We appreciate hearing from you. you. Uh, 603-435-1105. We're going to try Ziggy back here and see if uh, it's cleared up because it sounded a little better for uh, some of Stephanie's calls. Ziggy? Can you hear me? Yep, it sounds a little better now. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. um, Well, basically, we have a coalition government here, um, and it's been announced, and this is uh, to say to all those potheads in in this country... um, Basically, I don't know how the mechanics of this is going to work, but it's been announced that um, people can nominate laws they want repealing. Um, the, the exact mechanics of it haven't been announced yet. Um, I would imagine the speed limit or and speed cameras will be top of the list. But, you know, um, when the mechanics are, are, are announced, I suggest people take advantage of it. No, oh, that's kind of cool. Interesting that a government might even consider a way to repeal laws, but... Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting coalition, though. A very strange thing has happened in, in England. And yeah, it's- yeah. I, I, I know to an American it will sound like a political oxymoron. It's a conservative-liberal coalition. <laughs> yep. It's the liberal um, Democrats are in coalition government with the uh, the conservatives. That's right, and I'm, I'm a member of the liberal Democrats. Um I don't agree with every policy that they have, but um, on the whole, you know, they've always been the, the strongest when it's come to civil rights and civil liberties. Um, and, you know, they, they are pushing uh, in now in government to um, make sure that there's far greater restrictions on CCTV cameras um, and that no plans for ID cards. Um, in fact, that was fairly immediate, but they said... That, you know, all government and, um, for our yeah, yeah, I don't know what the you. fuck's going on with our phone lines. Thanks, Ziggy, for the call. We've got to let you go. Uh, I'm not even going to give out the phone line at this point. Well, you know what? We've actually got a landline we can do, but we're, we're running out of time here. We've been doing yeah, this I for should, I should actually hour. wrap it up, too. You've got stuff to do. We've got to be up in the morning for our uh, little mini golf tournament here in Keene, uh, which, of course, uh, again, Free Talk or Free Keene is uh, getting behind that. Um, but more to come, I guess, on uh, plans for the, the Free Talk Live AMP program. I'm going to just kind of rework the AMP page. As I mentioned, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be bringing in the automation system. I'm going to rework the page because AMP has changed over, over time. The original promises uh, behind AMP, we reached them bef- before we made it to the, the amounts. I, I set some arbitrary amounts of, well, we need to reach this amount before we add a webcam, and we need to reach this amount before we add 24-7. In fact, if you go to amp.freetalklive.com, the $5,000 mark is 24-7. We, we've never gotten to, 24, uh, to the $5,000, but we've had 24-7 streaming now for, what, a year? It's, I think it's been a while since we've had 24-7 streaming. So, so I've always just – because this is what I do, right? I, I, 
any money that I get, Mark, you asked me the other day, why don't you have, I've been giving you these checks, why don't you have that amount of money in your bank account? Well, it's because I spend my money on my activism, and this show is my activism. So even if I, even if I don't have the money in AMP, I'll spend the money to, to do whatever it is that, that I need to do. And so uh, we've, we've managed to reach our AMP goals, the actual uh, milestones that we've, we've promised over the years before we've made the money in the AMP program to actually get uh, to that goal. So we'll probably do some retooling of it here in a little bit. But the main purpose, of course, is to get Free Talk Live on more radio stations. And to that end, it's been incredibly successful. Plus, you get perks. You get access to the AMP-only call-in lines when they're working. Uh, and you get access to the AMP-only forum, uh, the AMP-only podcast, which is, by the way, commercial-free. So maybe you don't like listening to the podcast commercials. You don't like uh, to deal with those. You can just become an amplifier for 3 bucks a month, and you won't have to deal with those anymore. Yeah, I can't tell you how many complaints I get on the uh, the, the iFreedom ad. Um, that's, oh, yeah, the military. Yeah, the Ted Hunt it, right. You know, I I I am offended by the ad. I don't like the the, the military sound of it. It's very martial. No, I, don't, I don't either. They keep yeah. buying though. They keep coming back. That's because it's working really well for them. We have a lot of ex-military um, listeners for Free Talk Live, and if I was ex-military, I might just give them a call for the you know for the home loan. It's probably easier to get a home loan through them right now. It's not that easy for anybody to get a home loan. I don't quite, find it the most objectionable ad. I don't think it's really that bad because I mean they're just trying to help the military guys get what they were promised. By by the gang, right? Yeah. There's nothing really that's there's nothing inherently wrong or anti-liberty about them about what they're doing. No, but think. it's 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 somewhat it's martial in the way it sounds. Yeah, oh yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. I mean, if the if the federal government wanted to come in, and this has kind of been one of the topics we've discussed in the past, if the feds wanted to come in, uh, the the anti-drug. What are they? The, the parents? Or, Dare? No, not oh. Dare, but uh, the ONDCP? partnership. Yeah, the the partnership for uh, anti drugs or the ONDCP. If they wanted to come in and buy ads on our show, in our podcast, or something like that, or or on our radio show, and they wanted to spend money on this show, <laughs> I can't say I'd turn it down. You well, know, I've been in that. I've sort of had that attitude as, as well when it comes to my own personal stuff. Like, like uh, I've had people want to do pro government cartoons or something, and I'm like, well, if you pay, you know, it's, I'm not going to post it on Anarchy in Your Head, right? But I, I'll draw one if you pay me. You well, know, yeah, I'm because you're just going to use respect. the money against the state. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll draw whatever you want. You know, if you if, give me eighty bucks, I'll draw a one panel cartoon for well, you. Well, for me, it's a it's a different thing. Um, first off, uh, you know, if it's a this is your brain on drugs uh, kind of thing, you know, the egg, mm-hmm. whatever. There's nothing in there that inherently says I will use violence against you to get my way. That just says it's a bad idea to use drugs. Okay, yeah, I, to me, I'm it's a free speech that. thing. Yeah, I'm, like I, I, you know what? Even though you have a horrible idea, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I think, you know. Free speech, you know, say it, and uh, you know, if there's any merit to it, then there's merit to it. If there's not, then you're burying yourself, you know. Now, if the this is the one that bothers me, if the army or the navy or the air force or the marines comes and they spend a lot of money in advertising, yeah. Now you're going yeah, in, in, in an area. And by the way, I control the ads. It's really not your decision. No, it is so, my decision. No, you, you can't decide. I can to fire you. You cannot. You cannot fire me. Mike got a contract. I'm dude. not going to fire you. Can't, you, but you cannot take I have an the air right force to refuse. No, that yeah. yeah, but that doesn't mean you get the chance to choose what goes on the air. Oh, oh, I, thought I control meant, those right, ads. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I can't bring I can't bring a client on the air because you control the ads. But if you came to me with the Air Force, I could say no. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, we, we haven't run into a scenario where that would work as far as the contract goes, because at that point where you're then using my muscle, which is a gr- thousands of dollars a, a month that I'm uh, delivering to you, that suddenly I can just stop at any, to- at any time. So, I mean, then you're talking about a, a work stoppage with your one employee, if that's what you wish to do, and that's a that's going to be a pretty bad idea. I have for the you. option if I don't if I don't want an right. ad, you I can, can say sink no to Free it. Talk Live as a show, and I can go out on saying my own. Saying no to the Air Force would not sink this show. Um, well, I it, 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 it might if choosing to go against me and my contract is going to cause me to leave. Okay, like if I decide, so don't bring me the Air Force. Th- that's what I'm telling you is that you don't get you to know, decide whether no. or not we're arguing about something that's not going to happen here. Okay, do you okay. understand? I'm not <laughs> bringing you the fucking a... Air Force, dude, you because you a... won't get a chance to say yes. Do you get it? You can't say yes because you'll never get a chance to. There, Mister, just having a piss off. Why, no. why would I never get a chance to see? <laughs> because him? I'm not going to fucking bring him to uh, you. Right, I refuse. Right. Okay. Now Good. the the question is, is, you know, I'd say no. No. I'm not. I'm not about that. I'm not going to let that happen unless. Okay. You know, like the question is, what if they come to me with ten times or yeah. fifty times the ad rate? I can't imagine that they would. Right. But this is the scenario I play out of my head, and I'm wondering, wow, you know, when one of our that's, that's the Quaker in you, like going, hmm. <laughs> oh, I have to turn That's, in an awful lot of money to do the right thing. Right. Here. It would oh. have to be a huge, uh, like twenty thousand dollars per month. Yeah, that would be you know, that's, that's ten times that's, our next closest. That's when I'd put it like a donut around it, like right. a, like I'd take a thirty second ad and put a fifteen uh, in the front saying "Free Talk Live does not endorse." In fact, we are anti this next <laughs> right. sponsor. And that would be and that would be my my caveat to them is, yeah. is is that look, we're allowed to say whatever we want on our show in yeah. our air about your ad and and the people. That uh, you know. That oh yeah, no amount of money. Employ. No amount of money would make me uh, endorse them or do anything like that. But if they gave yeah. us a thirty-second spot and said, "Here, run this recruiting ad," and they gave us twenty thousand dollars a month, I'd take that. I'd take that money and I would t- put fifteen seconds in front of the spot with a disclaimer saying, "We don't endorse this. In fact, we're anti yeah. it." But they're giving us money, and in the other at the other end, after thir- so then the fifteen seconds, then their thirty-second ad, then another fifteen seconds at the end saying, "Hey, hey, just want to remind you, we don't support the- <laughs> these people. Uh, these wow. motherfuckers kill people. Watch yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> You're." to die they want they want your soft body we'll to take, catch their hard bullets i'd also take like 50 percent of the uh, the <laughs> amount and give it to the uh, the quakers uh, what do they got what's their organization they've got like an anti they, the quakers well, have a group that, is there a specific anti-recruiting separate group for that i know that the quakers are invo- have been involved in anti-recruiting there isn't there is a, yeah. i think there is an anti-recruiting organization that is specifically a quaker organization well the quakers okay. have to do that because of the their decision making uh, apparatus can't handle making decisions I see. I see. so they have to make organizations that make decisions. All right, we got to yeah. let Dale get out of here. He's got, yeah, his, uh, beauty, he's got his beauty sleep to get. And uh, thank you so much for staying on for the extra extended edition here on freetalklive.com. And Dale, get more of Dale uh, this Sunday night on the brand new Free Talk Live Sunday edition. We'll see you tomorrow night for the Saturday show. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. 
filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. 